That waitress sized us up in two seconds. We're black and black people don't tip. So she wasn't gonna waste her time. Now somebody like that, nothing you could do to change their mind. So, uh, how much did you need? You expect me to pay for that kind of service? <laughs> what? What the fuck is you laughing at, man? I know you're gonna take this. Uh, 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 it's a true story. True story. Bring it in, right here. She had Lena Horn dreams, theater ambitions. Blind to this world, but seeing these transitions. It sounds like. Uh, and she was gifted, greater than the usual. Lights on the stage, lit a life like a musical. Singing and dance, thinking a thespian should give her a chance. But for now, she's a waitress, making wages, busting tables, double shift days at the cafe. When tips low, her lunch is a crunch bar and a frappe. Trying to survive on half of the pay, she have to pray. Her free days are the dollar plays at the matinee. Studio apartment, relationship is awkward. Her parents ain't supporting a crash courses to start them, they're religious. Everything but gospel is hostile, devil's music, not seeing artistic evolution. She turned 18, moved out doing things, a little school before she dropped out pursuing dreams. Yeah, before she dropped out pursuing dreams. Uh, and now she's left with a few of these Lena Horn dreams, theater ambitions, blind to this world but seeing the transitions. Where the lights flash on you or they pass on you, and everybody's a critic, get it? Don't be afraid, girl. I know it's new to you. You love the fame, girl. This what it do to you. Innocent child, a smile so beautiful. Take a bow. This uh, is your Broadway uh, music. And now we back to reality. A moralist tactic. Sex favors. Dirty tricks. She's exploring every avenue. Using her collateral. Her God given 36, 24, 36. She switched the image up. Now shorty tripling tips. Studied her craft. Now she's auditioning scripts. The styling is creative black sheep of the native can't be violated or even decepticated I got brothers in the jungles cousins on the quest deaf retarded uncles and parties with the rest guess comma space which space way comma space what comma space when comma space how mr. space long comma Space, dress, comma, space, black sheep, oh, I forgot space, space slam, now, no space, you've, space, heard, space, the, space, others, comma, space, phonies, space, two, space, the, space lovers, then space of, space, course, comma, space, the, space, choice, space, is, space, yours. Well, thanks for listening to the Black Guy Tips. It's already over because that shit took too long. <laughs> um, welcome to the Black Guy Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod and Karen. And of course, we got our guests in the house, other co hosts, Will and Justin. Say what's up, Will. What's up, everybody? What's up, ladies? And what's up, Justin? Uh, hello, Twitter uh, fam, Rod, Karen, Will. What's up, baby? And we also got Justin's uh, fiance in the house again. Uh, as a silent member of the crew, like uh, Jerobi in the Tribe Called Quest. Um, now, uh, I'm surprised that you didn't sing your part, man. What happened? <laughs> you know, I had a few offers on the record there. They told me to keep that thing on the low and not to you know, get too much exposure until I actually work out a contract with you. 
Okay. All right. Well, I was I was feeling the singing last time, but I feel you, man. You got don't give it all away for free. <laughs> Look, I was waiting to throw a ooh yeah in there. So, yeah. <laughs> but you know, hey, just wait till the album drops. Okay. All right. Wait that's the, the album. album man. You What's the name you? of it? It hasn't been titled yet. It's I'm still sorry. On oh, it. him and Shorty Short Stats gonna get together. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Y'all gonna do a track together? You know, I'm, I'm open to work with whoever. Okay. Know, it, it really don't matter. You know. Um, you gonna get on there with? You gonna get on there um, with Lil B? Superheads, Lil B, the bass guy, you know, Natalie, now, whoever. You okay. Know, Chris Breeze, that's for you know, I can't, I can't work with him or Ed alone. It's a- <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't hey, work with him. Hey, Kirk Franklin wanted to do a remix, you know. You should have hit up, uh, you should have hit up Drez, man. We was just doing the choices yours from the Black Sheep, man, and I saw him, uh, today in the mall, man. He's giving me some fries. <laughs> that's what's up, man. <laughs> he vacuumed out my car last week. <laughs> hey. You know, you gotta do what you gotta do down here, Charlotte. Hey, respect hip hop. You know, that's, that's how ballers. I might get Kobe too. You know, Kobe tried to rap a few times. Yeah. You know, he can do a remix. Don't say it. Don't say you I don't. Got plunge your neck now while he rapping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kobe did have a plunge your neck. Yes, he did. <laughs> deep beat. That um, be cut. <laughs> but yeah, don't you know? I give people say respect hip hop and give back, man. That's what I do, man. Like. Uh, the other day, I had Cool Hurt come over and do the carpets downstairs, man. So, <laughs> you know, I, they say young. Oh, you don't give back, man. These new kids. Nah, I, I respect the old school, man. Um, of course, if you're listening to this show, then you know you listen to the Blackout Test Podcast. And you can find us on iTunes, Facebook, and Podomatic. Just search for The Blackout Tips. You can go to our website, theblackouttips.com. Uh, when you go on iTunes, please leave us a five-star review. No matter what it says, I will read it on the show. Yes, we will. Yeah, it doesn't matter what it says. Mm-hmm. It, they can make me say whatever they want for a couple minutes. And, you know, so far, one person made me say some uh, monologue from the movie V. Uh, yes. I don't know if he thought I wouldn't recognize that shit or not, but I did. <laughs> but I did it anyway, man. Somebody made me say my wife was just, eh. Yeah, I'm all right. But it was I'm enough. so it was in. The, she said her voice was annoying, but but it was in the. It was in the. Review. She gave five stars. That's I all had to read it. it. I had to read it. We'll take your stars. Thank you. Um, you can always email us theblackouttips at gmail and we're all on Twitter. Um, I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'm say that again. That is in D A T. And I'm Mr. Montgomery. Mr. Underscore Montgomery. And I rhyme over reason. That's right. And Turk is not on Twitter yet. <laughs> that we know about. Fighting the establishment. She might be on there and she just don't she have that clause. She got that clause of the couch. She's talking. <laughs> yeah, she's, <laughs> she's, she's watching the Justin. man. She's fighting the man. Um, hey, on the little one, you know, stay on Twitter accounts hard. Like you got to actually tell somebody like it's D A T. It's Mister Underscore Underscore. Well, it's too late to change it now. Y'all yeah. got to stick. I'm too deep in the game. Yeah. I know, right? But but yeah, when I first My started out, too high. When I first started out, I was surprised I was the only writer Miss Prime. And every once in a while, I'll get, I actually get a message on Twitter from people every once in a while like, man, nice name. And it'd be from like, Rider Miss Prime 795. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course, uh, you can leave voicemails for the show where we respond on Saturday during our listen, listener feedback shows. The number is 704-557-0186. Um, and you can always go to the website, theblackoutist.com. We have blog posts there. We have our forums there. You can uh, sign up for recurring donations there. You can donate to the show. Uh, all these donations obviously help the show out, help us keep it up, uh, pay for bandwidth and stuff like that. Um, so, uh, yeah, definitely appreciate people that do donate. Um, 
And, uh, of course, the official weapon of the show is... The Tater. And the unofficial sport of the show is... Bullet Ball. And Bullet Ball Extreme. And if Mark Griffin makes me his friend on Facebook... I will make it the official support of the show. I mean, it's up to him. The ball's yeah. in your court, Mark. You just got to get the permission, though, man. Or should I say, the bullet ball's in your court. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's waiting for you to say the official just so he can sue. Mm-hmm. Like, I need this money. I need some of these donations. How much is it? I'm telling you, you got to buy a I'm not buying nothing till he friends me on Facebook. That's probably the only friends he got is the people that bought a table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, he only had he only had forty friends though. Like that's I checked. What, that's what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> you know that nigga ain't sell forty tables yet. I'll me- <laughs> all, all relative. You know, you know, each relative had I'll message him and see what he says. Uh, <laughs> so this show is uh, sponsored by Shadow Dog Productions, um, keeping the streak alive. Um, and of course, this week they want us to read something because they're gonna be on the show Sunday. Mm-hmm. Right, and obviously, they forced us to do it with their sponsorship and stuff. I mean, <laughs> I didn't want to, but it's like, well, if you're gonna give me your money, I guess I'll put you on. First up, selling out to the man. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, though. No. Yeah, yeah, thanks, man. I felt just like Steve Harvey. I was like, <laughs> I could do better than this. Um, next week, Shadow Dog Productions is recording an audio play parody. Of the Black Guy with Tips podcast. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be like how Saturday Night Live uh, does uh, spoofs on TV shows and movies. Uh, besides making fun of the show. Wait, making fun of the show? Hey, I didn't sign up for this. We do that. We do a good job of that by ourselves. Yeah. I don't need y'all to know. Besides giving props to the show. <laughs> and, and showing it, love to the show. Yeah. And how great and awesome they are. And everything they do. Uh, they're also gonna make fun of bad podcast guests in general. Oh, sorry, you're talking about Will and Justin. I guess so. <laughs> I was gonna say, no one they get a young Denzel to play my character, I'm cool with it. Yeah, well, I was, I was thinking you were more like a Will Smith, but nah, I, I can see Denzel. Denzel don't want him to play the gay role. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. It's coming, though, it's coming. And Will, of course, is Tyrese. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> The only one that can embody the the spirit of will. You know what? That just means I'm about to write a book. Yeah, I'll be on the lookout for it. <laughs> yeah, but all your subject predicate, nah, that shit is wrong. <laughs> it don't matter. He gonna have white teeth. He gonna look like the like baby boy. <laughs> I wouldn't buy. I just said for him to like a twenty five. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I seriously Based. I would not buy a coloring book from Tyrese for real make if it was like he is coming out with a coloring book I'd be like no no, no thank, thank you. you and my kid would not be coloring yeah this. Um, you think his coloring book have holes in it it have some holes in it <laughs> but the animals would be messed up like it'll be a, a dog biting with a cat head. Like, <laughs> <laughs> have a liger on there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it'll be that's what he really thinks the animal looks yeah. like. It'll be that that picture of Malcolm X baptizing Tupac. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, let me let me, <laughs> let me show you my cars. Hold Education on. Says, um. So they're gonna run a contest to name the character who appears in the parody version of the show. So you all, you know, you all can participate in this if you're out there listening in podcast land. Uh, whoever submits the funniest name will win a free copy of the parody audio play and hear your name choice used in it. To enter the contest, drop us an email, shadowdogproductions at gmail.com with your funny character name choice. 
It can be anything. The name of somebody you hate. The name of somebody you like. Something vulgar. Something funny you came up with yourself. I wonder if you can use like a, a celebrity. Like, you'd be like, oh, I would like to hear what it would sound like to have Jeezy on the show or whatever. I wonder if you can do that. Um, but anyway, y'all make sure y'all do that if y'all want to see this parody. Y'all, I say everybody pick good guests so that it, it, the show won't even be funny. The parody will just, you know, it'll just be this show. It'll be Mike in Chicago or something like that. Yeah, maybe you can just use the audio from our show and just pretend that it's a parody. I don't want to be picked on. Um, all entries <laughs> will be considered. Uh, even the bad ones? I wouldn't. Oh well. What does that mean when you say all entries will be considered? Considered. If you put, if you submit something bad, I'll just go. Hmm. He has to say that. that I'll think that, about that it. I'll read it. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably gonna look at like the first five of like winner. Yeah. <laughs> we got one email done. Um, you can enter as many times as you like. Oh, that's a mistake. I know, right? <laughs> Magnum Prime already emails, uh, sends me twelve tweets a day of articles. Like I don't even know, know what he thinks for names. Uh, but anyway, you can email as many times as you like because Dex is crazy. The decision will be announced on Sunday night show. So include what you want to be called, your Twitter name, real name, etc., with your entry. So if you want, you know, I would like the guest to be, I don't know. Could it be yeah. food, like macaroni and cheese? Sure. I want the guest to be Can't macaroni house. and cheese, and you can call me by my Twitter name. Which is macaroni and cheese. And then you can say that and they'll announce that on the show. Uh, keep in mind, this character represents everything that's bad about bad podcast guests. So a name that reflects that, <laughs> so a name that reflects that will have a better chance of winning. Uh, to see what else they have going on, you can always go to shadowdogproductions.com. Um, you know, like, what, what kind of things would a bad podcast guest do? I'm assuming everything on my list, I have a list in the studio for those. <laughs> Behind the scenes <laughs> of shit that I don't want people doing. I forgot to tell Dex this, but obviously, don't eat food while we're fucking talking on the mic. Like Will, and Whip, right before we're about to record, <laughs> Will pulls out a pack of gum. Like everybody wants some gum. No, yes, man. I wrong gotta, time. I gotta keep my mouth fresh, man. It's wrong time. And then, uh, of course, if you, if your cell phone goes off while we're recording, so that's another thing that you know Dex might want to put in this skit. I don't know. Um, no banging and beating. Yeah, don't beat on the floor or the desk and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, try not to play games or, you know, like... Get on if, your laptop. Yeah, if y'all... Yeah, like, we got a yeah, guest in here that went on his laptop and was on Facebook while we was recording. I'm like, what is you doing, dog? What is what is this? Pay attention. Don't ask him questions about your career. I'm like, so where's your next concert, huh? What? Sorry, I'm poking somebody on Facebook. <laughs> Don't be 50 feet from the mic. Yeah, you gotta lean forward. You know what I'm saying? Remain seated if possible. Yes. You know, maybe some people can't sit the whole time. No pee breaks. Yeah, that makes a bad <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I break that rule. My bad. But we record, you know, we record pretty much uh, a steady flow. And it's not live, but I don't pause it, cause, so it'll have that live feel. Yep. So, you know, we don't really have a lot of breaks where people can just get up and get the fuck out and come back and keep recording. You know, we try to avoid that if we can. So, uh, you know, and of course, don't play with anything that makes noise. So, no clicking a pencil over and over. No, you know, uh, playing bullet ball in the corner. Because, <laughs> you know, if, after you score, you got to say my point. <laughs> and everybody will hear that in the background, so... Um, but anyway, so those are some things that, you know, you might want to think about, Dex. Um, Karen was on another show uh, last week called The Negro Majority. Yes. 
with uh, our friend uh, at Adjective, Adjective J. At Adjective underscore J on Twitter. And um, it was very funny. Karen, Karen, you're a very funny person. <laughs> I was listening to the show. I was, I was like, man, that is my wife. She is crazy. You ain't, you ain't the only lunatic in this relationship. I don't know why people think it's just you. I don't know, man. I don't know what Samantha Jackson was talking about. Me neither. Mm-hmm. I think most people just think you're just racist. They, <laughs> they, can't, they can't get to the funny. But I'm a funny racist. <laughs> but that makes it okay. That's right. At listening. least be mm-hmm. funny if you're going to be racist. Yeah. Well, at least you you kind of giving up on harassing just the Asian people. Oh, yeah. I'm friendly love. Um, so I realize I'm getting older, of course. You know, every day you realize that, but I saw an advertisement for a Range Rover the other day during the NBA game, and the first thing I thought was like, how much does that shit cost to fill up? Oh, <laughs> Especially with the gas hours. prices now. Man. That was the only thing I thought about. The whole commercial, I was like, I was, a, I was mad. I was watching the commercial angry, like, hey, bitch, you know how much that's gonna cost? <laughs> and that shit takes premium? $12 yeah. per gallon. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Like, like, they never showed her filling up the tank. I wonder why. You know, they was like, oh, you can get a Range Rover. It's only $700 a month. I'm like, man, that's rent and I got to put gas in my but rent. you got to realize that commercials like that, when you're talking about Mercedes commercials and these high-end cars, they're thinking if you can afford the car, you can afford some gas. Because mm-hmm. typically, people like myself don't feel like spending $1,000 a month on a car note. It's more like a mortgage. Right, so you know, if you can drop that and it's not gonna hurt you, then a little bit. Yeah, I think that's why I got mad. So I was like, "Bitch, I don't have that kind of money. Who watching this game is is got that kind of money right now?" And if that's right, yeah, I was, I felt insulted. Like you can't play the Popeyes Chicken two ninety nine commercial <laughs> and go straight to Range Rover. You need some shit in between that. I'm mad to say that too that they did not have a Popeyes in Charlotte, but they um, got one in Raleigh. My yeah. wife has joined the Facebook page to bring one to Charlotte. My wife loves some Popeyes. Man, I wanted to join that page. Like I went up there and I was gonna join. There's too many black people in the group, man. I couldn't bring myself to click on that shit. And I want a Popeyes. I was waiting till it's spaced out with some like a group of batch of white people. Then I was gonna pop in the middle of them. But it was like 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 like, and it was all niggas. And I was like, nope. See, the white people out petitioning. They actually have a political fundraiser. Yeah, they support both jangles. They, I think the white chicken restaurant is Chick-fil-A anyway. Oh, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. Chick-fil-A. But it ain't no real chicken. You can't get fried chicken. You can't get like a 10 piece of Chick-fil-A. Right. I'm just I saying, this, I think it's, it's the way that white people eat chicken so they feel comfortable and not feel like us. You can't get cheese at Chick-fil-A. Yeah, you can get cheese there. Some cows are selling out is what I'm saying. Um, so, I was, you know, we talked about Star Wars a little bit and somebody uh, hit me on Twitter and we started kind of rip, rip, uh, talking about some of the, the topics I brought up with Star Wars. And I was like, how how does anybody know what Chewie and R2-D2 are ever saying? Because the only, uh, every scene where they're talking, only one person can ever understand them. Mm-hmm. Only Luke can understand what R2-D2 is saying or um, uh, C-3PO can understand R2-D2. But like regular people don't know what the fuck he's talking about. It's just a bunch of beefs, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing with Chewbacca. Like... No one can understand what the fuck Chewie wants except Han Solo. So how do we know that they're actually telling the truth about what they want? So he hit me up and he was he was like, man, what kind of relationship do they have? Like Han and Chewie. Because cause he was like, like when the cameras aren't rolling, like you can't, first of all, you can't call another man Chewie. 
I don't, I don't give a fuck what what kind of creature he is. I'm not calling no nigga Chewy. Nah, you know, even even that dude we hang out with at the Y, man, I can't do it. I can't call him Chewy, man. That shit is not great. That's, you can't be straight and calling him a nigga Chewy, man. I'm just call you Baka. Yeah. And what's and what's going to the what is going to the club like if you the wingman of Chewy? Like you know him and Han Solo can't be into the same type of women. Oh no. You know, you're like oh Chewy, no. Like hey, no. Uh, Chewy gonna go talk to this bitch. Be like, hey man, can you holler at her for real? Yo, and like what is like if Chewy is the wingman, then what like what can you do? Cause it's like yo, this is my boy Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just just uh, just ignore him. Y'all want something to drink? Like. You can't do that shit, man. Not unless she a freak. She be like, hey, you got this hair? What's up? I need all this hair. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got to find a furry. Those chicks yeah. is into their, like, animals. <laughs> yes. I wonder how this, it's got to be a, a large extensive amount of women to do that. Because they forever showing dudes in their chest town on TV. Yeah, so maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Man, hey, you know what else, too, man? Star Wars had one. I forgot about this scene, but... That scene in the bar is real gangster. When Obi cuts off that dude's arm with the lightsaber... They harassing Luke Skywalker like, I don't like you. And he's like, hey, man, get off of me. And then he's like, my friend doesn't like you either. And then uh, Obi-Wan tells him to leave the dude alone. And homeboy gets ready to pull out a gun. So then he slices homeboy's arm off. And the music only stops for like three seconds. No police are called. Nothing happens. Ah. Like, this nigga arm just laying on the ground. And then they, they just go back to... Like, oh, that shit's kind of gangster for a PG movie or whatever the fuck. Yeah, that's a bar in Compton. <laughs> like, they was in the hood. Shit like that happened every day. Yeah, only in the hood because the nigga get shot, they be like, man, ball out. <laughs> y'all going to finish the game or what? They'll be here two hours later. Who got next? That was, I'm next. Yeah. Get off the court. See you bleeding all Yeah, <laughs> nigga, you bleeding on the basketball. Um... So, of course, our Tiger Woods was in the Masters this weekend. Yep. Mm-hmm. Made a strong comeback on Sunday. And even though this, in the morning, um, one of the sports reporters, uh, the dude from Boston Herald, Bill something, whatever his name is, um, he was like, I don't, uh, he, uh, Bob something. He was like, nah, I don't know what his last name is. I think he plays for the Colts. But um, he was saying that uh, he was, uh, that Tiger Woods was impossible to root for. He's whining. He's he's complaining about missing shots and shit. And um, I was first of all on my Twitter timeline, everybody was rooting for Tiger Woods when he came back. Like he was pretty much the only reason people got interested in that Sunday. I think for a lot of people. Shit, I was getting excited on Saturday when he made a little move when he uh, cause he took uh, like three strokes off and everything. I was like, all right, man, Tiger's doing something. I didn't expect him to win, but shit, I wanted him to get some kind of stroke yeah, back. And I love Tiger Woods. And me and Roger was talking about this, and I was tweeting the whole time. I was like, these sports people are talking about a group that don't matter. It's like, sometimes I feel like it's a disconnect from the fans. Like, y'all saying, you know, don't support him, nobody can love him, but the fans love him. If it was not for Tiger Woods, I don't give a damn about golf. I'm, I'm just going to be honest. I don't look like the Asian part of Tiger Woods. Um, right. The black side, y'all can keep that side. That's the side that's holding him back. Right. You know I mean? um, the black side is where he gets all his athleticism no, from. The black side is where he got them out getting caught up with them. Like, whoa, whoa, hold up. That, <laughs> that's when he was good, brother. I know. But yeah, oh, you it's tripping. The Asian work ethic. No, no. The he black was, side got him lazy now. He calm, sit around and eat fried calm chicken. Down, calm, calm down, calm down. You know some brothers just like white pussy. That's just, that's the end of it. 
Yeah, he's doing it to him. It's like crap. He was he, look when he was getting on them five and six pieces. <laughs> he, he was balling with that white four. rice. Yeah, yeah. it ain't his fault yeah. that it came. That it came. Well, he was messing with threes and fours because that's normally what par is. Yeah. Oh, I, I still don't look like the Asian side. Of like I think when it comes to women, he's trying to have birdies and eagles too. Like he's like, oh no, I want to. I want a three. I want a three stroke. Yes, when well, he was doing the sub, well, he also liked the biscuit and gravy on the side. You know. I, all I'm saying is he look. There was supposed to be this influx of black people that was supposed to like golf because of Tiger Woods. Y'all remember that? Yeah, and it was. And and I will say I there are, there are Negroes who are fans, but we're actually more fans of a black dude beating some white guys down. They come from privilege and all that shit. That's what I think it is. Especially like, on the course that we, you know, were segregated from not being able. To exactly, that. it's like a revenge factor. You know, it's like how OJ got away. With murder, and we was like, we yes. won, but we wasn't really like, yes. that like nobody is really rooting for murder. But nobody it was like for OJ. It was, well, it was, nobody, yeah, nobody was even rooting for OJ. It was no, really it just could've, it could have been it could have been John from down the street. Yeah, it was like a nigga beat the system. What? They had everything on him. This was, was a rich white woman. Yeah, it's like this is the opposite of the L.A. riots and shit. Like we don't even need to ride this. Thing. White people gonna ride like. Nobody knew what they was gonna do. <laughs> That's why I still remember when I, when, we, when I heard the damn decision. I was in school and all the black people were like, "We won!" <laughs> like you ain't winning shit. Yeah. What's your prize? Yeah, I didn't even get excited. I got scared. Everybody was like, "Cause everybody in my class, first of all, I was an academically uh, gifted class, so that meant I was like one of the two black people in a thirty-something room, thirty-something people class." So that verdict class... First of all, why the fuck did our teachers have that verdict on TV? Man, we had that shit. I was in weight training. We had that Yeah, shit we in school, TV. man. What the fuck? And, uh, like, our teacher, uh, we was, like, in English, and she was just had the TV on. Like, she could not turn the shit off. And they find, they announced that he was not guilty or whatever. Probably and the white people looked so sad that I was like, I can't celebrate. <laughs> and niggas was, like, running down the hall. Like, yes, we, didn't get, we didn't get out of school, motherfucker. Like... It's not like, oh, class is over, go home. Today but they just ran. For holiday. Yeah, they just ran out of class. Like, yeah, yeah, beating on the door and shit. And I kept thinking, like, no, not here. Brother. Go to the next room. There's a lot of them in here. It's like when Barack won. It's like niggas was like, I quit my job. Mm-hmm. I'm going out, I'm getting me a dog chain and getting me a white person. <laughs> Time up to a tree in my front yard. I won. Yeah. Wow. For my reparations. Yeah. In 40 acres. I already got a Picked out. <laughs> <laughs> Two years later, the black unemployment is still the highest. Like, people gotta chill, man. But um, it made me think about, you know, of course, the black folks that were supposed to get into golf. And it's been a while. Like, the kids who would have started playing golf by the time when Tiger Woods first came around, they should be professionals or get or getting to close to professional by now. But I don't see these kids. Um, and I think it's because. It's a certain class of person that would even be attracted to the sport of golf. So it's kind of like if you're an upper class black person, or maybe upper middle class, maybe that person would have took up golf. And you have to have sponsors once once you go pro, don't you? Yeah, but you gotta be if you're good enough, you'll get the sponsors. I think. Okay. I think this is the thing is the reason that black people and like basketball is because all you need is a basket and a ball. The reason that, you know, all the third world countries like soccer is because all you need is a ball and an open field. Right. To play some golf, you got to have golf clubs. And one golf club can cost you $100, $200. Well, you kind of on the path. Yeah. You kind of on the path that I'm going. But I would take it even further. Because if you can play basketball, 
and you live in Dalton Village, they will come give you shoes, a basketball, and take you to where a, ba- a basketball court is. Yeah. That's how it works. Ain't nobody going to the hood to get nobody to play golf. Like, it's not, I can't even imagine urban youth on a golf course. Like, you can't imagine, like, Tiger Woods is about as black as you can get and be able to play in the PGA. Can you imagine a real nigga in the in the PGA? Man. I can't imagine that shit. Be that would be his dress. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that golf could be messed up. All them Tim Marks and they rough and all that stuff. That'd be terrible. I'm just, I'm not saying that they would be acting any more ridiculous. I'm just saying a regular ass nigga. Some nigga you know that just is a regular dude. Not, that might listen to rap. A dude like that. Like Tiger doesn't, I gonna look at Tiger and be like, you don't listen to rap. No. You know what I'm saying? But just a regular ass. I'm say, say what? To listen to Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah. I, I would tell you, though, know, that the uniform was improved his birthday because I was playing. I had to get a little bit more swag. I don't know. Tiger brought a little bit of swag to the golf game. Yeah, but, but I mean, can you imagine a nigga that, like, wore his pants just a little sagging? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. I mean, like a little baggy because Tiger shit be tight. You know what I'm saying? Tiger was looking. You have a black dude out there. That's Steve Harvey out there. Yo, the PB suit. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, walk around in a suit suit like that at Malcolm X. Yep. Oh, you take the jacket off and just wear the vest when he's golfing. Yeah, I like. Can you imagine like this dude rolling up with with like his card and like the speakers going hammer and shit? You see that? Oh. You see that movie? Who's your caddy, right? Yeah. With, uh, no, no, no. Of course not. Nigga, I don't see that kind of shit. <laughs> you almost tricked me into saying yes. <laughs> yeah. totally I, saying, I ain't right. seen it. I saw yeah. that shit in the barber shop. <laughs> oh, he gonna yeah, it on the yeah sure it is. Uh, <laughs> you don't even go to the barbershop. I do. I gotta take my son. He won't let me fuck his head up no more. Right, right. Well, I, well, how you see the whole two hour movie? Yeah. I didn't see the whole it two took hour that, movie. It took that long to get the whole haircut. I said I saw the whole movie. Right, right, right. So go so, ahead. Tell I, me I, about I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't afraid of the whack ass movies I like. I do like some whack yeah, movies. Yeah, well, Karen, you and Karen have that in common. It yeah. ain't on Netflix. That's why I ain't seen it. Tell yeah. about the movie you didn't. Hey, but look, hey, this is what I was gonna say though. Like, as hot as it is on a golf course, though, you think somebody gets shot if they let like regular niggas play golf? Because <laughs> you know it'll be hot at the court. I'll be like, I'm not going today. Like niggas is gonna be shit. Niggas is getting violent. But like, if it was golf, is hot as shit. It's all outside. Ain't no shade for the Oops. most part. Like, can you just imagine niggas just being like, it's hot, man, and like. Talking shit after playing playing golf and like fighting with each other and shit. Oh, they'll definitely fight you sneeze and cough while they in the motion they swing. Yeah, yeah. Fuck up my swing, <laughs> <laughs> nigga. You know I you know I take my time. I'm swing. going to the golf cart. I'm going to the <laughs> golf cart. <laughs> oh shit, he tried to the cart, dog. He tried to the cart. Where your cart at, man? Let's go. But that, yeah. But I was thinking, man, like they'll never let hood niggas play golf, man. That's why golf will never reach the next level. You have the hottest sport. Cow. You'd have the hottest golf carts, though. Well, they be pimped out. What no. you talking about? Pimps. Yeah. I'm like Karen too. They have chillers, flash dancers. At every hole. Well, I wouldn't want to see. I wouldn't want to see regular ass groupies show up at the at golf. Like, they like, do got groupies now. No, no, no. Okay. I say regular ass groupies. Okay, right now, high class. Right now, they had those groupies that you know are trying to be more sophisticated because it's about money and. You know, you go to a certain party, and that's golf is a sophisticated sport, right? They were scared of golfers, though. You know, all that ass, that that happened flash pancakes. I'm only talking about them being there for the black golfers, not the white. Obviously, the white golfers wouldn't give a fuck, but the black golfers, you know, what I'm saying like regular groupies showing up and shit, like that would probably change the complexity, the complexity of the uh, of the 
of the people who come to watch it. Like, I can't imagine, you know, them holding events at, you know, in, in, in like, Augusta, Georgia or whatever, and then, like, the chicks from the Basketball Wives show up and shit like that. You think it'd be whole fights? Talk to the mic. Oh, sorry, you think there would be whole fights? Probably, probably. Like, I don't know, man. I'm just, it was just making me wonder. You know, that would be Cam, you and I, we need to talk after the show to develop this. Whole I'm, fights. I'm trying to tell you, why if Green, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So I think World fights. Star Hip Hop beat y'all to the punch. I don't know if y'all go on there, <laughs> but they already got whole fights pretty much cornered. Kind of, kind of. No, physical contact. Yeah, we talking about some real blows. Yeah, okay, y'all, y'all have not watched World Star Hip Hop. That, that's all I'm gonna take. I've never that. been on the site. It's bad as that makes sense. Um, so speaking of hip hop and World Star Hip Hop, um, I've been having this like long drawn out discussion about hip hop and it's been really good on the Dark Haters Facebook page mm-hmm. with some of his fans and him and what whatnot. We've been talking about the comments of Ashley Judd and the debate that it sparked about hip hop and role models and you know Snoop Dogg uh, being one of the people that was uh, supporting the world uh, I'm sorry Youth AIDS which was like a, a, a charity that was trying to keep kids from getting AIDS, you know, wrap yep. it up, use protection. Um, and Diddy was there, and Ashley Judd said, hey, they come from hip-hop, which is a rape culture, and they should not be able to, you know, do anything with this charity. You know, and, and, and I disagree, obviously, uh, because I think that, one, every voice is important, and two, it's not, it's actually not against anything that they've said. They're not being hypocrites by saying wrap it up. Snoop Dogg puts in his lyrics all the time to put a condom on his shit. Like, he, like he, like when he, like he, when he said, "I'm never fucking a bitch without the contraceptive." You know what I'm saying? He's even he's because he said they might be earning a man and burning a man. You know what I'm saying? So he's telling you right there in his rap that might have some killing in it. Yes, it might. But but it's like he's telling you like wrap your shit up, right? So it's not against his agenda to say, don't have unprotected sex. I don't think it is. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but it, it was kind of frustrating because the conversation, I feel like, it starts at the wrong point. And I think the point that it started at was hip-hop uh, acts or celebrities are role models for black kids. And I think that's already a losing proposition. Like, first of all, their music is supposed to be for... I don't know if y'all seen the stickers on these things, but... The music's not supposed to be for kids. It's not. They're not making kid music. Like it's actually supposed to be for adults because of the content matter. So sort of like saying, um, it would be like saying, well, you know what? A Time to Kill, which is the movie Ashley Judd was in, which had a child rape in it. Um, some dude went out and raped somebody after watching the child Time to Kill. That guy was 13 years old, and uh, we need to ban the movies and we need to keep Ashley Judd away from charities because it's her fault. That you know this person got raped, and my first inclination is to say, where are the parents? Like, why can't a parent be responsible for what their kid watches? And see, my thing is, I hate when everybody's like, you know, these guys are role models and they're making kids do that. Man, I listen to hip hop music coming up all the time, but I'm not out in the streets selling drugs and killing people. Right, because my parents were involved. And your parents should be the biggest factor in how you act and how you grow up. So if if the biggest factor, the thing that's persuading you and teaching you how to act is a nigga on the TV 
or uh, in some records, then that's a bigger problem that right. needs to be addressed. Not like, you've already catastrophically failed your kids yeah. if what you're playing for raising them is watch Snoop Dogg. Yeah, because that's like saying, well, I like watching gangster movies, so I'm going to grow up and be a gangster. Yeah, I, like, and the thing is, like, I feel like, first of all, everybody thinks they're special, and you're not. There's, most people are just normal fucking people. Everybody thinks they're so fucking special. If you were able to listen to this same music and grow up just fucking fine, there's no reason somebody else couldn't do the same. And we all were sitting up there quoting lyrics and shit. So yes, y'all, I feel pretty free saying y'all grew up listening to the same shit that I heard, but we all found a way to become good, stable adults. So we can't make that an excuse for other people like, yo, but it's Snoop Dogg that's causing people to get robbed. I just don't believe that shit. I really don't, man. Like, like I feel like it, it would be anecdotal to be like, it would be like solving 0.001% of the problem. Like, if you made every fucking song positive, every song in the world, there was no access to any song that people deemed controversial, negative, or even talked about negative things. You think the crime rate would go to zero? Or better no, yet, you if, make if me they... mad. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, you make me mad because it's not real life. You know, it, every day is not happy. Every day is not cheerful. You know, sometimes that music for some people kind of puts them in the zone, and it's what people see. Right. I guess the way I look at it is not even banning everything and making everything positive because they're not saying all music is the cause of all this shit. They're saying hip-hop music. So if you just completely eliminate hip-hop music, that's not going to fix the problem. Shit is still going to happen. People still going to do what they're going to do. So to blame hip-hop is just an easy scapegoat. Right, and I'll, I'll go a little further in a second, but the other thing is, like, if you could theoretically eliminate that, that the music as a genre as a whole... You can eliminate everything negative that these kids supposedly uh, absorb from media. Do you think that that would make them less poor, less inclined to rob, less violent? Like, is that going to make them be like, you know what? The gang up the street no longer exists to me because Snoop Dogg stopped rapping. No, niggas going to still do shit because they're doing shit because the world is fucked up. Not because the music is fucked up. It's not like you give the CD to a kid who lives in a fucking mansion and next thing you know he's capping everybody. It just doesn't work like that. And it feels like that you're using them as a scapegoat instead of facing real issues. You know, I think the bigger problem <coughs> is Ashley and her circle of friends that predominantly anything that black people um, cultivate, predominantly anything black people cultivate or do, it just has a negative connotation to it. Yeah. And so, and I think that's her, that's her way of thinking. Is that, and she probably looks at um, Denzel Washington, oh, he's a horrible actor, and that's the... You know, that's the um, government stepping in, making sure, that, you know, every Hollywood put one black man in the movie. You know, that, that same type of bullshit. And that's, that's her lifestyle. That's what she about. Um, so fuck her. Yeah, that's I wouldn't. Say, I was going to say, you know, every all these white people that don't like everything that black people do, they always have one black person that they like. They're like, I like Will Smith. Yeah, she said she liked Desmond Tutu. I don't know if you knew that or not. but Who's that? Yeah, exactly. But she's <laughs> like, she's like, well, you know, me and Desmond Tutu are friends. Bitch, I don't give a fuck. Like, you t basically, you're trying to assault black culture because, regardless of how people see and try to explain it, and people in the culture know that hip hop is not just black culture, but people outside of hip hop, like Ashley fucking Judd, and don't try to convince me otherwise, sees it as black culture, i.e., nigger culture, i.e., negative shit. So for her, she's thinking, well, how can you let a nigger do anything positive? Well, that's associated with hip-hop. The good ones don't do hip-hop. They do other things. Which leads me to my next point, man. Um, Like, first of all, like I said, to sum that one up, 
we gotta stop giving responsibility for music to raise fucking kids. And if you and if you're already at that point, you started too late. You can't save not one kid you're talking about. There's no kid that you can save by changing the music they listen to. Period. Yes. They've already fucked up. And back to Ashley Judd, sometimes I think it's a huge disconnect. I think because for some people, if it's not in their reality, it's not reality. And that that doesn't make sense. Like because she doesn't wake up every day and hear gunshots, or she doesn't wake up every day in poverty, or she's never experienced being poor, or being lacking, or being without, or being a wick. All of a sudden, when you bring these things to her attention, she don't want to hear it. So her way of dealing with it go, nah, that's a black people problem. Right. And no one's gonna and the thing is, no one she just feels like I'm helping out, I'm coming to, to help this charity. I'm coming out of my ivory tower to lend some time. And no one's gonna... I can't take her seriously. And the the thing is, say what you want to about the kids at that charity event. They know when you don't give a fuck. They can tell. And so it's like if if they hear Snoop Dogg and Diddy are coming, there's a lot more likely that the kind of kid that's gonna fuck raw might show the fuck up. You tell them that some white lady from the movie A Time to Kill is showing up. He's like, I don't know who the fuck she is. So I'm sorry. If you go get your condoms, your free handouts uh, from Snoop Dogg, and if you want to talk bad about his career, his life, that's fine. But the other thing, um, also notice, and this is where I feel like it's, uh, no matter how uh, altruistic people's motives are, this shit is just racist. Um, when people say hip-hop culture is fucked up and we as black people need to change so hip-hop will change, I think that is a ridiculous statement. Um, one, why don't we ever give any responsibility for the mainstream hip-hop culture to white people ever who the fuck is in the boardroom not even who's in the boardroom who's yes buying, who's in, why, oh, who's buying number shit? one number let's start at one because buying is to me is gonna come up in a second but number one is is who gets to pick who the fuck is sold who's making these decisions that's the number one thing and anyone that's really involved in the music industry knows no. that they manufacture stars you think sierra is the most talented person Yes. No, of course. Oh well, no. of course Will does. She might can skate. That's it. But like, like Sierra, Sierra's not fucking. There's nothing sellable about Sierra other than she's her being pretty. the chick that they're able to market. That's it. They're like, okay, she look good. We can auto tune her voice. We can, you know, give her some hot ass beats. Yeah. Put put in some tight clothes and make some videos. Yeah, we get. Yeah, we'll we tuck to both audiences. All right, we tuck her in. And then we'll go ahead and start selling this shit. And that's all it really fucking takes. So when people start bitching about hip-hop, but if you listen to most of their complaints, it's almost exclusively, well, you know, if niggas will stop buying the shit, niggas ain't buying the no, shit. we down a plan black and yellow. Right. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh still is a plan black and yellow. And the organization is on yeah. I'm not a Wiz Khalifa fan, but I know some people are. I'm not, I'm not going to slander that dude. I'm just not a fan. But what I'm saying is, if you look at who determines what's being sold and what's being and what like who can be who can make an album that's a white person you compare who's actually buying most of the music that's white people there's a reason that Eminem's the number one selling hip-hop act of all time there's a reason for that shit anyone who's number one has crossover appeal and it's crossed over now you might be saying well niggas is the ones that make it cool to like them Man, it was years where people didn't even fuck. Niggas did not fuck with Eminem for a couple years, Two albums, and he was still the number one selling rapper that year. So you can't like you can't convince me that white people don't buy this shit. And it's but whenever we talk about changing hip hop, we never include white people. It's always niggas need to do this, and if niggas will stop taking these record deals, it's much easier to find the one dude who's talentless and will accept a fucked up record deal and go coon it up on TV 
than it is to get every black person to not support an artist. And like you were saying, the thing about it is that the people are manufactured because they are real talented people out there, but because they don't look a certain part or because they might be overweight, don't know, like or because they just have standards and principles. Yeah, yes. these the same motherfuckers that second job at their own job all day long. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But you gonna tell somebody else, don't get that money. Yeah, I'm not like like I said, I will knock somebody's hustle. I'm not above knocking your hustle. Like I'm getting money, nigga. You whack. No, I'm talking about the people that talking about um, black people need to change hip hop. No, you know, I guarantee you, you won't go to work and tell the tell your supervisor whomever. No, I ain't filing that paperwork. No, you know, you that ain't in my job. You know what? I went in. <laughs> I went in and told my boss. I tell him all the time that the process that we're doing is fucked up. It's causing a lot more work. It's not good. And he agrees. But you know what happens at the end of the day? I still do the fucking process. Right. Because I want to get paid. Well, first of all, you guys are assuming. You, see, they've already fixed this problem the, from, the, from, the, from the record label's perspective. They don't sign the niggas that got principles and shit like that. You see how much headache Lupe Fiasco calls this label? They don't like that kind of shit. So they sign Soldier Boy, who's lucky to even have a fucking deal. And they can tell him. They don't even have to tell him what to do. He just fucking does it. And like, just be yourself. He's like, oh, you want me to keep cooning? Yeah, be yourself. Whatever. Same thing. And that's all it is, too. So they're not even... There's no middle ground of compromise between the artist and the label for most of the shit that I'm talking about. Most of the people I'm talking about, they sign them off the street fucked up. Like, it's just, hey, you happy to have a deal, right? Yep. Do that dance you do. And then he does the dance and sell that shit. That's it. The majority of music is like that. So, um... My main thing, though, is I don't get how it's exclusively a black problem. And people try to pretend like, oh, well, hip-hop's a universal culture and we're not it's, We're not really just talking about black people. But when you actually start getting into the conversation, it always comes back to black people are fucked up because hip-hop is fucked up. And, it, and it's just stupid. I don't agree with it. And I think people just take it too far. And maybe it's just that I don't believe music is as powerful as they believe it is. Well, That's probably what it is. Well, I say that to say this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and my next thought that I said, that I'm going to say after I say this, is that, you know, just keep downloading good music and enjoy it. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, and that's, a, that's the same way that when people say black people need to organize and this shit, look, this is what niggas going to do. It's what the same thing everybody does, what's best for them. And like, you know, whenever people say some, we need to do this, I don't, I don't even know if I believe in weed no more. Like, I believe we black and I believe we viewed as a whole, but in the, as, as in general, I'm worried about my life and my yeah. shit. I'm not going to dick nobody over to get my shit, and I'm not trying to leave my brothers and sisters out to dry that blah, blah, blah. But in general, when I come home, I'm just thinking, like, if I can be an upstanding person, then that's going to have to be the example for everybody else, because I'm not about to be out here every day holding the banner to get all the black people united. No. MLK died and that paradigm of one black leader died with well, him. See, the, the, the problem is, and you know, you, when you start talking about back in the 60s and shit and how black people were united and all that, the reason is because all black people, regardless of where you were, regardless of how much money you had, were treated the same. No, so, right. all black people had the same problems. Right now, it's not so much as being black as it's more economic. Exactly. It's more about money. So, it's like, well, the black people up here don't have the same problem as the black people down here. So, we don't have to unite. The black people in the middle have a whole set of different problems than the people at the end. So... Niggas don't have nothing to unite around. Yeah, I feel like There's we no talked. I feel like we must have talked about this before, Will, because that's exactly what I was gonna say. Back in the sixties, you had unifying problems. Yeah. 
you have unifying problems, then it gives the uh, appearance of unity. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, you aren't all unified because your motivations aren't really the same. Once you get problem X taken care of, a lot of people go, all right, well, that I'm was good. my issue. I'm good. I just wanted to shop at Woolworths. Buy niggas. I make more than y'all. You know what I'm saying? And that's exactly it. So now it's fucking, you know, 50 years later and people still talking like it's the 60s. No, that shit is done. I don't care about your Black Panther, you know, they like they got the Black Panther internet groups and shit. It's like, man, y'all niggas ain't really about to do shit. No. Y'all could because if you actually came and tried to organize some of these communities, people gonna look at you like, hey dog, I don't I don't know if you know, but I got a good job. Yeah, the thing is it's like you go in and organize a community and everything, the people who would more than likely be able to help and get all the shit running and everything. That's not their problem, so they're not worried about it. And the people that are stuck in that situation are more likely the ones that can't do shit about it. People aren't working together, so it's yeah, it's I don't, just I don't, I don't, it's, you gotta it's, have the same problem. It's just very know. frustrating to hear people act like unifying an entire racial group of people along, along racial borders is easier and a more viable solution than actually cleaning up the boardroom or. Uh, or whatnot, like that. To me, it just well, you got you got a group of probably like five hundred people that control all the music in the U.S., or you got twenty million people that you want to get to th to feel like hip hop ain't cool no more. You know, what what's easier? And the thing is too, when, when the whole community events where you can go down and voice your opinion, um, state things you think need to be changed in your neighborhood, niggas can't go because they're at a press concert or. You know, something on TV. I can't miss this episode, the night of the game. Well, I mean, I, I, the only reason that I wouldn't go is if they said, well, Ashley Judd's here and not Snoop Dogg and Diddy. I'd be like, I ain't going to that rally. Y'all better get Snoop up in now. Or they would have to give chicken away or free food or something like that. Yeah, of course, Ken. You would say something racist. And they complain because there's no food. That's right. Thank you. No sweet tea. No lemonade. Did you put in on this? No hot sauce. And the other space where you just sit your ass down. The other thing, too, is we're the only community where this is actually seen as a problem among us for us to fix. Like, if you were to say... Well, those kids shot up Columbine because Pearl Jam made a song called Jeremy where the kids shot somebody in class. Nobody's going to be like, white people need to go to the radio station and get that shit fixed. No, because for some reason, it's like a lot of people just assume that black culture is violent, period. Versus other cultures are just as violent. Their music is just as violent. Their music is just as sexist. But all of a sudden, when it comes to quote-unquote black people music or hip-hop, it's an issue. I, think, I was gonna say it's just the negative kind of connotation that comes with black skin from not just here in America, but you know that's a global um, thing that's been spread across. Um, part of that come from you know black kings, the African kings selling black people, you know, for slavery, and then the other part is how we act when we are out. <laughs> Sometimes, you know what I mean. Well, I think I think it's it's not just I think it's that black people are generally put in a group. Um, the white people are treated as individuals. Like, if I go to a nice restaurant, I as a black man go to a nice restaurant, and I don't have no manners, I'm chewing the mouth open and being loud and uncouth, then the white people are going to be like, see, niggas just don't know how to eat. 
But if it's a white dude, it's going to be like, <laughs> that one guy doesn't have manners. Yeah, that's a good So point. it's like when people, they don't know, they haven't been exposed. Most of the people who are making these assumptions haven't been exposed to a, a large number of black people. So they're like, that's the black guy. He's fitting this stereotype. So it must be true of all people. Right. It's just very weird, man. Because I, like I said, I, I think that people are just passing the buck away from real issues to try to blame anecdotal things like this song is making the Crips fight the Bloods. And it's like, no, it's not. Mm -hmm. No, it's not. You could kill Snoop tomorrow and erase his music from the world and the gang violence of the fucking 90s is still going to be violent. Like, it, it's, none of that shit's going to help. Um, it's talking points. Uh, so we had to get, come up with uh, goals for our next year in our department. Mm -hmm. I was the only one who came up with goals. Like, my boss told me, like, well, let's have a meeting and stuff. And I'm sitting down talking to her. I'm like, I'm the only one you have a meeting with? What the fuck? And she was like, oh, you were the only one to turn in goals. So, let's get you trained on this. Let's do this. And then I sat back down. And I was like, did I fuck up by having ambition? By <laughs> <laughs> having thoughts? Am I not fitting in because I actually wanted to do something with more than just sit at my desk? I didn't think that shit was optional. I didn't either. Like she even and she was like everybody else's goals just vague like I want to get better at my job, and my <laughs> shit was like I want to learn how to do shit that I'm not good at or that I'm weak in and yeah. want to improve my you know she was like oh well, what are you trying to be somebody? Yeah, difference is is when they close down the department they'll be like oh well Rod is actually trained on this so we can transfer him over here if he if he wants to take this other job. That's what I was assuming. I just don't know why everybody didn't do that. Because some people don't give a shit. Some jobs just beat your ambition the hell out of you so bad that when they ask for stuff, you be like, you know what? Fuck you. You're going to fire me anyway. Yeah, like, 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 some people mind. Oh, no. That's a lot of passion. Kind of right now. No, some guys. You don't have that taser. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm swinging that pencil, man. I'm like, <laughs> um, I put it away. So I was thinking, man, you know, I think we all assume that Oprah's never going to get married, right? Of course. But she's retiring after next season, right? After this season. This is the last season. Oh, she, she's leaving her show, yeah, she, but she's, she's probably leaving it to run her network. Yeah, she has a network. She has uh, a channel serious and all that type stuff, yeah. Because I was just thinking, imagine if, instead of going straight to work on her next project, what if Oprah took like two years off and planned the most amazing wedding of all time? Can you imagine Oprah's wedding, dog? Yeah, that shit ain't gonna happen. <laughs> like, I just, I just... Live, you have helicopters. Don't shit on my dreams, Will. Nah, either join me in great. this... Either join me in this imagining... Or shut the fuck up. I would love... Let me just that. kill the joke on the podcast. That shit will never happen. Next subject. <laughs> I'm saying... Dream with us, Will. I think she would... I think she might be crossbreeding elephants and pterodactyls right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, she would have animals and shit that we have never seen before, man. Be like singing in the choir. I think she would have her wedding on a space shuttle or on the moon. I think she could do it. She got that much fucking money, man. Do you imagine that shit? The question is, who would she actually marry? Dave Chappelle or Steph? I'm saying Gail. But if you want to say Dave Chappelle, I mean, but... He did get her ass breakfast. Shit, why not? Oprah got so much money, why not all three? She's so fucking rich. She could like buy an island just to have the wedding on the island and then like nuke the island at the end. So nobody else can ever do that shit again. She is that rich, man. 
Like, I was just trying to imagine what she couldn't do. I think she could have God officiate the wedding, dude. <laughs> it's like, do you take <laughs> Stedman, Gail? Like, where's the... Where's the you God? You know, who is talking right now? Like, I really think she could do that shit, man. Like, she, instead of having, like, a wedding in a church... Or whatever, like with the she could have it in the Vatican, dog. Hey, suppose Oprah <laughs> had like aliens in the whole wedding. She could do it. The aliens would drop her off. I think Oprah could bring yes. back dead people to drop me her wedding. Yeah, MJ Yeah. Like you know, James Brown and Michael Jackson performing together at Oprah's wedding. What? <laughs> you know, are you serious? She got Elvis Presley open open up the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on in. And if you if you watch it, like after you watch it, they have to kill, they have to tear your eyes out. Like that's the only way you can see it. She is so exclusive that if you see it, she has you have to die at that point. You can't ever tell nobody about it, dog. Like I can just imagine the kind of shit she could do at the wedding, dude. Like she could probably have a, a dress made out of like an extinct animal like Dodo or some shit. Can <laughs> <laughs> you imagine that shit, man? God damn. She'll make she'll make so much money off of it too. Yes. Because most weddings cost money. People be giving her shit. Yes. Yep. You know how much it would cost I mean photos from them. Oh. oh. She's not gonna do a star shit. No, no, no. I mean she's so rich though. Like she could be like, you know what? Everybody get in a spaceship. Everybody get in a spaceship. You get a spaceship. You, we all gonna go flying to Mars after this. Who wants to go to Mars? Like she is that fucking rich. God, man, I was just thinking about that, man. Yeah, but you know what? It would be a bitch trying to find a way to get for her. Oh my god, what would you get her? I think she would not take. She would have to. She's so rich. She would be like, you don't have to give me a gift. Just go. She's that rich. Yeah, I'd hate trying. I'd hate trying <coughs> try to buy her some shit. I think you. The only thing you can give Oprah at this point is like immortality. That's it. Like one of the vampires from. She probably already had it. One of the vampires from True Blood. I have to be like, I'll bite you on the neck if you want that. She's like, I'm good. I already, I already got a way to live forever. You know, like I said before, who is she gonna leave all that money to? I don't, man. I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised if Oprah has a time machine. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Like, if she said, as for a gift for my wedding, I'll send y'all into any year of the future y'all want to have a wedding in. Where y'all wanna, when y'all want to do this? Oh, y'all want to go to the past? Y'all want to go to the... Well, like, hey, you know what? Let's go back to when Michael Jackson was alive. Let's go to his concert. But, you know, 73 was a good year. Yeah. But, like, did anybody see the Moonwalker concert on HBO? Y'all want to go? Live. <laughs> Let's go. We see that shit live right now. Some chairs on stage. Yeah, <laughs> we got backstage passes. No, no, on stage. <laughs> we got on stage great passes. Who wants to dance in this in this part of the song? I'm Oprah, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> she is so rich, man. I was just thinking about that shit. I was like, it's a shame that she is probably never gonna get married. We never gonna get to see how fucking baller her wedding would be, dog. I wonder what's dead when conversations like at the country club. Like, you know, over my car. Yeah. <laughs> he like, he thinks Stan would be like, oh man, oh, hold on man, I gotta take this car. Who's that? Man, you know it's my bitch, man. Hold up. <laughs> hey, baby, what's up? <laughs> like, who is Stan? Who you talking to like this, Dad? <laughs> Oprah? Yeah. <laughs> talking to Oprah like that? Man, shut the fuck up. Yeah. No, not you. Not you, Charles. Oprah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, don't you see me talking? I will give you some of this dick when I get home. Now get back to work on your show. 
Um, tell Kel I said what's up. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, man, I just thought about that today. Um, all right, and of course the controversy of the day that has become much bigger than I thought it was because I saw it live before I fell asleep a couple of days ago. But Kobe, my third favorite player in the NBA, maybe four. Obviously, Anthony Morrow, my cousin, is number one. Uh, number two is Steven Jackson. A big fan of Steven Jackson. Okay. And then probably Kobe. So, uh, but, uh, you know, because Steven Jackson's a real nigga. He seems like somebody I can kick it with. He goes to the strip club. He always have your back if some shit starts. He can come strap. I, roll, I can roll with Steven Jackson. He don't start shit. He just, he got your back. That that is a, a quality I respect more than than most other qualities of most people in the world. I guarantee you, he grew up on the west side or wherever he grew up at. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was the west side of town. Like my man Stephen Jackson in the Malice on the Palace or in the Palace, he was involved, but he was on a rescue mission. He was going up there saving lives, dog. He was like they they up there trying to beat up Ron Ron. Wow, he's punching this nigga. Oh, gotta go save Freddy. Like he was just saving niggas, man. Like I fuck with that. Like he he came into the stands on a mission, dog. I, I, he got all day the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but, take shirt off. Real nigga shit. Yeah, real nigga shit. <laughs> he was like, who wants some more Hollywood court? Um, but yeah. So uh, Oprah, I mean, obviously Kobe, Oprah. Is that how we get back on Oprah? Oprah and Kobe together? Hey, it's hard to get off your mind. Yeah. When you start thinking about yeah. Seriously. That one, I don't have to change my mind. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh man. All that money just. Ooh. It does something to you. Um, so yeah, so Kobe basically got into uh he got attacked. He was very upset. He like nobody mentioned him punching his chair by the way. I don't know why. That that's the funniest part of the whole the whole video no, of me. When I saw the clip, when yeah. I first saw the clip, I was like, Did he hit his teammate? Yeah, like and you say the dude didn't even move. I was, I was like, nigga, what did you swing at? I ain't do shit to you. But um I guess not. Yeah, now yeah. that they just used to that shit. Yeah, after he got that Chris Childs, it was like, man, you what you gonna do, Kobe? Did you see him push Kendra Perkins? I was like, Kobe, please set yourself. Yeah, walk away. Down. Walk away. But um, yeah, so he uh, so he got a tech, and um, he's yelling at the ref for over some call, and he tries to get the ref's attention, and the ref won't turn towards him. So you can read his lips. He says, you know, whatever the ref's name, like Cliff, 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 don't look. He's like, fucking faggot. And you can read his lips pretty plain as day. Mm-hmm. Steve Kerr, the announcer at the time, noticed it right away and was like, oh, if you got kids watching this, you might want to uh, turn them away from Kobe right now or whatever. So it's pretty obvious what happened. Um, uh, and, uh, of course, you know, people are making a pretty big deal out of this. Um, David Stern, uh, Commissioner Stern, fined him um, $100,000. Uh, he didn't lose it. He didn't lose a game or anything like that. But he got fined a hundred thousand uh, dollars, like today or something like that. And uh, people are saying that it's wrong or it's over. It's hypocritical to to find him for using bad language or whatever. Um, and I, I just I want to get everybody's thoughts on it. Uh, Karen, what do you think about the the fine and the you know of course the slur he used was faggot. So you know what do you think about it? I guess more of from my perspective and, and maybe just the way I look at it, I personally, um, and I know cameras are everywhere, but I disagree with everybody putting cameras everywhere all the time. Like, cause I, I haven't seen the clip yet. Oh, well, listen, it's, it's not, let me explain the, the, the clip first of all. It's not like they went in the locker room and found this okay. footage hidden. Okay. This is on the sideline of an NBA game. He 
and he was having a tantrum, and they, they're always gonna put the camera on people having a tantrum in every fucking sport. This isn't new. Kobe isn't a rookie that just, oh, wait, they filming this? Like, no, he's, <laughs> he's, he's used to having cameras on. He had a fucking documentary about having nothing but the cameras on him. Like, that, that's what he does. So, I don't know that, um, the camera thing is a bit as big like some people are trying to say that like well you know that maybe they shouldn't even show these tantrums why they gotta show us that cause that's what you wanna fucking see that's true it doesn't always end like that this is the first time we've seen it end by somebody being called a fucking faggot on national TV and, and, and to an extent um he's at work Right. And when you are at work, nobody goes to their boss and call them that. Nobody goes to their coworkers and call them that. Right. Um. This is this is your job. You're a professional, and I'm. I understand what you're saying. He's not a rookie. Um. It does not excuse what he says. Um. And in fact, uh, I think that he should just pay the fine and let it go. Because we're getting ready to go to the playoffs, and we will not be talking about this once the playoffs start. What about you, uh, Will? Well, when I when I heard about it and everything before they said that he had gotten fined, I was like, "Damn, Kobe gonna be suspended for the first game or so yeah. of the playoffs and everything? That might fuck him up." Right. Um, and then they're like, "Yeah, he's been fined a hundred grand." I was like, "That seemed kind of high." You, you mm-hmm. usually hear about twenty five or fifty grand. I was like, "That's pretty high," but. But then he didn't get kicked out the game. I was like, okay, because apparently you know the, the ref, ref didn't, didn't, the ref see didn't hear it or anything. Yeah. So, because um, you know, I woke up and watched the sports center highlights, and Kobe was in overtime. So I'm like, okay, I guess he didn't get kicked out the game. But I'm like, I thought he got off pretty light because my whole expectation every time some shit pops off is anywhere near significant. All you hear is, oh, they got suspended for a game. They got suspended for two games. Yeah. And I was like, man, that's really fucked up. He should have been smarter than that, knowing this is the last game of the season and they got the playoffs next game. So, I don't understand why people are, are complaining the fact that he's um, he's appealing this shit. Right. Like I said this morning, that's like when so, I was working at McDonald's and I gave this nigga a free cheeseburger and he stood up in the register and complained because he wanted the ice cream. Right. I'm like, nigga, I can't put the ice cream in the bag. Take your hook up, shut the fuck up. Right. Kobe has it easy. This is he got let off easy. Anybody else, they would have been suspended and fined. Yeah. Or and and he could be possibly. I would say this. Uh, two things. I say this to say this. Um, one, he possibly got more attention because he's Kobe. Because uh, I, I, I mean, we don't know how it would happen, but we don't. You know, if a scrub said it, we don't know that it would become this big issue or not. By the same token, it could have had a reverse effect, like a scrub said it, and then they could feel like, well, you're completely expendable. So, don't we won't see you next year, you know? Oh, Crittenden. Yeah, well, yeah Javar's Crittenden and Arenas got into that locker room battle with the guns. Uh, Arenas got suspended. Crittenden got cut. You know what I'm saying? It's, a, it's, it's like it could have been like that. So I don't want to say his stardom necessarily. Like it didn't help necessarily with the publicity, yeah. but it may have helped with the it went, punishment. It went both ways. Like if if they would have noticed, you know, the only reason that Kobe got fined was because it was on TV and it was a big deal. Uh, you know, it was very close, and you could clearly see what he said. But if if that was uh, Adam Morrison last year, mm-hmm. uh, not playing and just riding the pond, he's pissed off, saying, "Man, fucking faggot," then he would get suspended, probably right. he'd get fined. But there would be no media coverage, so he would have the worst of both ends. Right? Yeah, that's possible too. Yeah. Yeah, and on top of that, my thing about it is that it's 
it's funny how when it comes to athletes, people can can fuck, they're fussing about other people's money. So for some reason, people' opinion is is kind of whack when it's other people's money. Because if you were at your job and you did that, guess what? You would not have a job. They wouldn't smack you with a fifty dollar fine and say come back to work tomorrow. Right. Uh, what was you gonna say, Justin? Uh, well, I, I actually had three points on that. Uh, first, Steve Kerr needs to shut the fuck up. It would nobody would have paid any attention. Oh, okay. Uh, had, now, Justin is a Lakers fan, by the way. If he hadn't said anything, um, two, you know, if they're not gonna enforce fining everybody for any any um profanity they use, any cursing, KG cursed the whole fucking game, mm-hmm. every game. He never gets fined for that. Uh, Kobe shouldn't really be fined for um, using. I guess a derogatory term. Mm-hmm. However, the third point. The third point is, um, I agree with the fine. It probably should have been higher. Um, anytime you, you you try to insult somebody with a slur or any derogatory term that that's deemed discriminative, um, you know he should have been fine higher than that. And I like Kobe. Kobe might do. Right. Kobe um, might do too. Yeah, I love Kobe. It's not. I don't. I don't equate it in the same term as using the N word. If you you know if somebody was to use that in my job, but it's it's still close enough. Right. Um, to where you shouldn't be insulting people in that way. Um, well, I, I, the one thing I will say, man, like, yeah, Steve Kerr bringing it up, I think it wasn't, like, intentional, like, let me draw attention. He's just announcing the game, looking at the screen the same way, like, whoa, what the fuck was, no, you can't yeah. put that on TV. Because, <laughs> like, he didn't say it like, oh, my God, let's get him, Stern. Like, he, yeah. he did it like, oh, like, <laughs> like is the producer going to get fired behind this shit? He overlooked it the same way they overlooked so many other things during the game. But he wasn't, he's not thinking, hey, listen, I, I know but everybody who watched it did not think this shit was going to get this big. When it happened, I watched it and was like, that was fucked up. But I did not go, this will be the number one story on Sports Center tonight or tomorrow night. I never thought that, so... For him to say that, it was, I mean, he it was, he would have said the same thing if a dude was just straight cursing. He would have he been like, well, take the care. He would have been like, oh, no, because I've seen it. I've yeah. seen dudes. Because I've seen. I, I'll, I give you, let me give you a step. Hold on. Ahead. I've seen it. I remember Brett Favre was cursing on the sideline of a game, uh, talking to the uh, the offensive coordinator last year. And the, same, and the announcer did the same. Oh, you might want to get the camera off of those two. And he didn't say faggot, but he was clearly cursing his ass the fuck out. Well, so, so it's not it's not crazy that Steve Kerr said, you know, you might want to take, you might not want to show your kids this. Yeah, but at the same time, man, more times than not, they will. I don't know how many times I've seen people cussing, and you can clearly tell what they're saying. Yeah, motherfucker and ass and right. bitch or whatever. And, enough, and, and they don't they don't say anything. I'll, a lot of times they don't say when anything. It, when it's a tantrum like the, the one that Kobe was having, announces. And it's not always they will, but they will often say something to the effect of, "Oh, that guy needs to calm down" or something like they will say something. It's not like he can just yeah, but, no fuck that. You cannot just let that. They don't, you can't they just do. they don't do it. No, but you can't just watch that happen as a fucking announcer and get blamed for saying something. No, 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 I'm not, That's yeah, your job. No, I'm not. I'm not saying anything. Like it's not that. crazy that I'm he said something. Him, but I just wish he would have said the fuck. Yeah, I know there. you're a Lakers fan. Though. That's yeah. different. I'm saying like because Will's kind of Will's saying that. Well, sometimes they don't say anything, so why couldn't this time be this, like that? Because cause sometimes they do say shit. It wasn't like he was picking up, I'm going to make this an issue. He, it just happened to be one of the times he said but something. At the same time, okay, let's look at how it went. It's not like Kobe was over there spewing and cussing for five seconds straight. He was over there just talking, so they had the but camera they, on But they him. put the camera oh, on him. Hold on, let me finish. Yeah. They, he was over there cussing. I mean, he was over there just talking. He was mad and everything, having a little tantrum. And then all, all out of nowhere, 
motherfucker or, or fucking faggot came out. It's not like he was over there like with Brick Farm where he's just laying into homeboy. That was a long tirade of just cussing. And you right, but cussing. here's what I'm saying. It wasn't, first of all, it was a long tirade. It was because he, he cussed the ref out on the coach, on the court, got the tech, they shot the tech, he still was cussing dude out, came out the game, threw his fucking towel at the seat, punched the seat, turned and then said fucking faggot while yelling at the ref. That's long enough to say something. You would look fucking stupid as an announcer to just be like, well, that didn't just happen. Anyway, well, uh, Kwame Brown is coming in the game. Like, that's not how it works. <laughs> that is not how it works. Well, I say all that to say this. He just seemed a little bit upset. Yeah, I and wish he would have handled his emotions a little bit. All right, so, so, <laughs> so, but the other thing I did want to get to, though, um, like, you guys noticed, I do not use the word, and you've hung out with me, this is not just some show shit. I do not call people faggot. It's just, it's not acceptable to me. It's not fucking acceptable. And I don't, it's, I don't call people cracker either. It's, I just don't do the shit, man. It's not for me. Like, I ain't want, I ain't part of that group. Maybe if they want to use that shit as a term of embellishment or whatever, or, 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 or endearment, that's fine with me. But as far as me trying to tell them, I'm going to use this word when I want to insult people and shit, it's just not for me. You know, I'm not, I'm more comfortable with the N word because people view me as a nigga. That's, I can use it positively. I've been called it. Some people think I am one. I'm fine with that. But as far as like using somebody else's derogatory term, I just don't do it, man. So I do feel like um, he was out of line for using it. And Stern had to hop on him with the quickness. Yeah. Because if it would have became like a buildup of what are y'all going to do, man, Glad could not have protested fast, fast enough. enough. And you want to talk about organizing some fucking... Some organizing a group. What? Glad gets people together like that, son. They be like, oh, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, they call him the stag. Let's go. And they roll. So I, I think Stern did the right thing hopping on top of him, ass. But Yeah, of course. I, I think everybody should always do that. They, should, they shouldn't just wait to see how the public reacts to it. They should just be proactive and find you or suspend you pretty quick instead of just... Sitting on your thumbs and waiting to see what happens. Hopefully, hopefully they clean up. Hopefully they come out with a new rule. Like it, it changes. Like the same way it did the dress code because they got tired of niggas sitting yeah. on the sideline in sweatsuits. You know what I mean? Hopefully it changes and they cut out all that cursing period and the refs start taking them up more. See, I don't, I'm not. I'm not with that. Here's what I believe the rule is, and I think if we all think about this for a second, I've been thinking about it all day. I think we can all agree. There's only one rule with offensive language in sports, professional sports. Don't get caught. That's it. If you can say that shit in a group of 10 niggas on the court and they can't really see who's saying what, or if the camera can kind of read your lips but they can't hear you, or if they get like, if it's, if you can get it to where, you know, like when, uh, when, uh, when KG and those guys, uh, they had that, that and one layup that somebody hit, and I remember that classic clip when somebody was like, they were going to commercial and that KG dap dude was like, my nigga. <laughs> like, I still remember that shit. <laughs> but like, and I'm assuming it's KG. I really don't know who said it, but like that's one of those times where it's like somebody said something. Yes. <laughs> but but you can't really get him. Kobe was by himself and it's and and, and and people were like, well you don't get fined for cussing. Actually you do. Cussing a press conference. Cussing a press conference. Go in, let somebody go to a press conference where it's just you and they can single you out and say, motherfucker, and they will find a way to find you. So it's not, it's only one rule. Right. Don't get caught. Yeah, look, don't cuss on a dead ball. <coughs> don't cuss on a dead ball or on the sideline. Yeah, it's fucked up. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think it'll make the game go faster. 
Yeah, they tried to cut that out, man. But just even with uh, what you can get fifteen or something. The is that what it is? Enough. Well, I think they do. I, the games I've been at, they call them pretty. They don't play that shit no more. They don't play that. Like that shit's a little annoying. But I actually like basketball more. With the, I like the shit. Like people were complaining at the beginning of the year. I was like, it'll be tough for about two or three months. But I actually like it more because I don't really like. I, I mean, I, maybe the people aren't gonna, aren't gonna say like me saying this because most of the players are black. But I don't like them dudes arguing with the refs. This shit is this shit is boring. He called the call. One thing is, is, is arguing with the ref is not going to have make him change the call. Right, and like maybe he'll change the next one. But who's more? When are you more likely to change the next thing you're gonna do? When somebody comes over and, and cusses your ass out, or when somebody waits to calm her heads and prevail and says, "Hey man, look, this is what I saw on the play, and then this is what you called. Uh, what do I need to do, you know, to get that call next time?" Like that's the kind of shit that I think a ref might respond to. You coming over and being like, "You fucking faggot." Ain't no ref in the world gonna be like, you know what, Kobe? I got you next time. My bad. <laughs> My bad, dog. But um, you was right. <laughs> yeah. Now that I think about it, Kobe, y'all think I, that wasn't a travel? What was I thinking? But um, yeah, man. So don't be saying that shit. All right, y'all want to do some articles, man? Yeah, yes, man, sir. Good. I ain't get a lot of articles today, but that'll that ought to work out for us, man. Um, <laughs> of course, we'll just groan at the at the headline of this next one, and I think we all know why. Man with samurai sword, guitar, and tattoo parlor attack. Police followed a blood trail to find. (laughs) Nothing good happens with that. You know this happened in Florida too. Uh, Police followed a blood trail to find a man they said used a sword and a guitar. To attack a tattoo, who was he? Scott Pilgrim? (laughs) (laughs) He was cutting and singing. I don't understand. A sword and a guitar. Uh, Ooh, to attack to attack a tattoo artist and his cu- customer in Orlando. Officers caught up with Jason Lynn Gay at East Harding Street at the end of a blood trail. Grow, grow up, Justin. Come on. Gay is happy. Carrie. Jesus. Grow up. We just talked about not using slang. It's happy. No. I mean, hey. That's his last name, man. This is probably what caused him to cut people up. They were making jokes. At the end of the blood trail, he left behind one of the tattoo parlor's customers smashed out glass tabletop over his head, they said. Uh, One minute we were sitting here and I was focused on my tattooing. The next we were fighting for our lives. Thank God it ended up the way it did. Uh, Said Patrick Walker, the tattoo artist. Uh, Walker said he never thought the samurai sword he had on display and his beloved guitar would be used against him. You think he busted with Elvis Presley? I don't know why he was cutting and beating him. Uh, I don't know what he did, man. Y'all should write him a letter and, and tell him he should join the coalition of the unofficial women. And get, get the taser. taser. Yeah. Yes. Never hear about tasers being on display being used against people. Mm-hmm. Um, Listen. He says, it was like Joker on Batman, he said. You guys are gonna die. It was kind of like I said, I'm not dying. And my buddy said, I'm not dying. And the next thing you know, we just went at it. Gay is being held in Orange County Jail. Oh, t- oh just oh. So, uh, what are you, five-year-olds? Yep. Just a last name. Was it gang the bound also? <laughs> anyway, man. What happened to details? 
Gay was being held. He was being held in Orange County Jail on two counts of attempted second-degree murder, as well as two counts of aggravated battery with a deadly weapon. Uh, Gay has a criminal history. Uh, he was just released from prison in August after a ten-year sentence. Damn. What's the motive behind this shit? Go, but Gay, he liked being in jail. Mm-hmm. What's the what is the motive behind this crime though? Maybe homeboy fucked up his tattoo. Man. It's weird because like nobody said why he did. He yeah. just came in like y'all gonna die. You know what I think it is? Samurai swords attract ratchetness. That's the rule. Like, people don't want to believe it. Yeah, no, they don't want to believe the shit. I, my house was very ordinary. They were joking him for having something for hiding items in his anus. Yeah, people never want to believe it, man. But it's, it's obvious that all these stories that start with samurai swords. And it's never a you good reason. What time? Yeah, traffic. No, uh, they didn't say what time, but I'm Man, assuming. You know, yes. I would hate to be the nigga that's getting tattooed with your <laughs> <laughs> random off with a fucking samurai sword. That tattoo be fucked up. Yo, you think he was crying when he was getting tattooed too? Shit depends on where it is. Cause like, if I was a tattoo artist and I was, you know, working on your tag, you was acting like a bitch. I don't think I would feel like you would have my back in this fight. You know what I'm saying? He was like, ah! I'm like, oh shit, we gotta fight for our lives. Ah! Just give me a second. Can you give me some ointment this yeah. first? <laughs> um, so police say that a saw-wielding man was issuing threats. Mm. Wow. Yeah, maybe he also has a set of sport. He's upgraded. I need to stop this slander, man. This is ridiculous. Hey, I don't want you to cut me. Calm down, yeah, brother. What do you have? I got, you know, I got a set. <laughs> a set? Look, yes, man. You know, like I got this So, so if we had a, if we had a get together, like Ron said one time, what's the time frame I should be leaving? Man, the swords like, ain't even out, man. Like eleven fifty, eleven fifty-five when I leave. Like, like, what's the, what's the? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know the time. Yeah, I start preparations to leave wheels about eleven fifteen. You know, you know, I can't even lie. I also have a set of sides, also. What the fuck is you, Raphael? I'm about to have somebody at the door. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, Catch you man. Down, I'm about to buy a metal detector for the podcast. Should I get the hard plastic one? Oh, yeah. uh, um, <laughs> a man was arrested Sunday, the Lord's Day, after reportedly threatening his neighbors and their dog with a power saw. Wow. Around six feet. That must have been a long extension. I was about to say, a gas pallet or something. Like, how do you, like, do you think he, like, ran up to the house, rang the doorbell? Uh, plugged it up and then was like, now, nah, like I was saying, <laughs> like, hold on, like, I'm telling, I'm gonna kill both of y'all. Around 6 p.m. on Sunday, a resident of Walnut, Walnut Street heard Richard Zamolik, 50, yelling, let your dog out. Let your dog out. When Zamolik yelled the same thing again, let your dog out! The man and his wife went out to their back porch and asked what he wanted. Only now, white people. Now, now is this really let you know? Only white people. How do I politically say that I think he's homosexual after asking for me to unleash my dog? Yeah. Smart. I think he's thinking about it. I think he's thinking about a different type of dog. Um, Zamoli stated, let your dog out. I'm going to cut his head off. I'm going to cut your head off too. According to reports. Oh. He was holding a circular saw that was powered by an extension cord <laughs> run from his garage. Damn, that thing was within a hundred feet. He, was, he had pre- be prepared for this shit. It's like, yes. 
Are you mad about that dog? You yeah, the cord connected to a cord. Mind your what, dog? Neighbor on movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what'd you say? You got a cord connected to a cord, damn. Yeah, that, that's that's like when you got to get them for premeditated murder. Like, I think, yeah, I think, yeah, an extension cord crosses the line to like, no, you had time to think about going over there. Well, you well, you wouldn't hooked up that second cord. You know you had to untangle that bitch. <laughs> like, I'm gonna fuck that dog out. Um, yeah. He was the polite they actually went to the door. Yeah. The fact that they... The fact that he was already holding the saw, asked you to take your dog out, and then you go, let me, let me open up and see what he wants. told him. Nigga, you have to yeah. cut to get in here. Let's see what Richard mm. wants. Um, the 28-year-old man and the 35-year-old woman returned inside. Oh, cougar. Um, they reportedly told respondi- responding deputies Zamolik has threatened their dogs in the past, but he had not threatened them before. Wow, what did this dog do? Terrible pet house. Are they letting their dogs shit in the joint? Or something. He done got tired of it. Uh, Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Uh, They found Zamolik in front of he insisted he did not have to deal with that and he was going to take care of the problem. I, I feel you with dogs. I don't think you should do that, but I feel you with fucking dogs. This is one of the reasons I like... Yeah, I feel you can't... This is one of the reasons I like having an apartment. There's only difference between having a crazy neighbor and not having a crazy neighbor is when your lease runs out. If you have a house, that, that's, that nigga is your neighbor. Mm-hmm. Unless he moves or you move. Like... Yeah, that shit is fucked up. They like this dude is you live next to crazy. This dude is crazy. That is cray cray. Cause yo, cause once he get out of jail, he'll be right back to business. Yeah, like it's not like you call the cops. Now you're the people that called the cops on him, and you got dogs that bark all night. Like y'all are never gonna be cool. Um. Anyway, man, let's go to the next right man. Um. So instead of pulling over for police, uh, this woman pulls into a McDonald's drive-through and orders lunch. <laughs> I, I she, like, hey, I'm gonna be hungry. gone for a while. Let me go ahead and eat. Yeah. Let me get a ten piece. It's her last meal. Flashing police lights apparently couldn't stop a Coral, Coral Springs woman with a fast food craving. Police say when the officer tried to pull over Rebecca Spin, 64, Monday, for having faulty brake lights, she instead pulled into a McDonald's drive-through and ordered lunch. The bizarre exchange happened along University Drive, just south of Atlantic Boulevard, at about 2 p.m. And it spawned an all-out police pursuit. Damn, on the street to the McDonald's? How far was the McDonald's? <laughs> Officer, Courtney, <laughs> Officer Courtney Vassell pulled up with, behind Spin in the drive through lane and got out of the patrol car. With the police lights flashing behind him, he wow. told her to pull out of the parking lot for a traffic stop. Uh, Spin, Spin, though, completed her food order, paid the bill, and then drove her bronze 2001 Chevrolet out of the parking lot and onto the, the, the street. Uh, oh, she's a fuck dad. Yeah. hot girl. <laughs> yeah. And she, wow. uh, let's see, uh, the, the police officer again flipped on his siren and stopped spinning outside the McDonald's where she he said she rolled her window down one inch and said she was not speeding. <laughs> she, said, she said she was not speeding and she would not roll her window down. Uh, she also refused to hand over her driver's license. Vehicle registration and proof of insurance. 
and then drove away. <laughs> that's white people, that man. Yes, that would is. never, ever, ever happen to black people. Yeah, that's true. You yeah. wouldn't have made it to the McDonald's. Yeah, because it would be a different article. Yeah, man know. shot in McDonald's drive. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, um, they sprinkled some crack on her. Everything's fine. Uh, Spin also refused to hand over a driver's license. Okay. Vassal got back in his patrol car. Flipped on his emergency lights again. I bet you he was like, bitch, you may be glad this glass here. I'll take your ass. And he followed Spin as she turned onto her Northwest Street, uh, 98th Avenue. Uh, and they give some more directions. Several other police officers joined in the pursuit. Although the police lights did not stop spinning, a red light at University and Ramblewood Drive did. <laughs> oh, she stopped the red lights without she's, the cops? Yeah, she's like, I, I won't break any more laws. See, officers, I just drove perfectly for like 10 minutes. Why are y'all so mad? Uh, Man, he went through all this over some damn brake lights. Yeah. Like, <laughs> come on, son. Yo, and, and he didn't go through all this over some brake lights. He went through all this because he got pumped. He's yes. like, yo, I got to make up for this shit. At some point, it just became about his ego and his pride. It's like when you play a ball and you get blocked on one end. You yeah. go back and play defense hard as hell. <laughs> yo, so, um, they, she finally stopped at this gas station where officers again surrounded her car. Um... But oh wait! First of all, at the red light, they tried to box her car in, and she got away. <laughs> and they say old oh, people can't drive. But then wow. they they boxed her in at a gas station, um, and uh, they went in and got her, smashing the driver's side window and pulling her out. Damn! Hey man, she she well, she refused. First to of all, car. she lucky she didn't catch the wood shampoo. <laughs> like I don't know what you talking about. Damn, there's nothing. Man. Damn, she lucky. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, she lucky she didn't catch a bullet on that one, dog. She fucking with the police. Um, this time, uh, yeah. So after a quick checkup at the medical center, she was taken to a jail, arrested on charges of fleeing and eluding, resisting arrest without violence, and driving with the with the tech, defective equipment. <laughs> they, they still got him for the brake lights. He like fuck that. You'll be charged. They gonna throw that shit in. Make me go through the drive-through. I know, right? I don't blame him. I say that's that Barry Bonds charge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they caught on tax evasion. Uh, they said the arrest report. They found no indication she was under the influence of drugs or alcohol at the time of the chase. I think she was just old. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. you get old enough where you don't give a fuck. Yeah. And she just was. A, she was don't give a fuck old. She was like Bill Cosby old. Like, I don't give a fuck. I just want him to say your coffee. She told him I ain't been speeding. I ain't break no laws. You ain't pulling me over. I don't got time for this. I eat my McDonald's. Yeah. I just it's wanted to finish time. my. I was wanted to finish my fries. Gary <laughs> said she was hurrying home to get a nap. That's right. That's what people do sleep. And she wanted a nap. And she wanted a nap. She would have went with the officer in the first place. Like, oh, y'all got. She was on her way home. He interrupted. She was gonna get some McDonald's and go home. Okay, alright, I think if she really wanted a nap, they got a cell, you can lay on the bed. She ain't got that type of old people like to go on the couch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she got a bad back. That's right. A man and a woman had been arrested in connection with the robbery of a lemonade stand that was raising money for a child's medical treatment. <laughs> Damn. Wow. Damn. That shit's cold. Damn. Gage Turner, 20, was arrested about 3 a.m. Tuesday with his girlfriend. Amber Umbarger, 21, and she was arrested Saturday morning, shortly after the lemonade stand in Warner Robins, Georgia, was robbed. And this nigga is really giving the blue steel. I, I wish y'all could see the pictures. That bitch does not look 21. No. She, she looks like she's fucking 40. Life has been hard to <laughs> Amber. Very. 
Chelsea Edwards, 13, and two of her friends were selling lemonade to raise money for the care of her two-year-old cousin, Logan Van Doe. Um, Logan, wow. Logan has had multiple surgeries for an intestinal disorder and was born with the part of her a part of his brain missing. Damn. Uh, he and his parents are to be flown soon from Georgia to Cincinnati for advanced treatment. Lemonade sales were meant to defray the cost. But on Saturday, Chelsea said a man and a woman approached the lemonade stand and asked how much the lemonade cost. The man bent down, seen the jar of money, and he grabbed it. The seventh grader told WMAZ. She said the jar contained $130. Damn, it must have been pushing that lemonade pretty good. The kids can sell lemonade now. Those are the I was going to say, too, though. Like, they couldn't come up with something better than lemonade. Stan, they 13. They, mm-hmm. That's the best sauce they can come up with. Hey, man, you know what I say? Get out there and start selling that pussy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> hey, grass on the field. That's how I was making my money. I was pimping since pimping, being pimping, dog. Well, I know you said all that to really just save it. It was an alternative way for them to earn the money. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the lemonades was for the homes or was passing by? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Mike, you're not a Hey, first of all, y'all talking to the mic. Stop talking to each other. My granddaughter was lying on the ground crying. Devastated. Uh, said that his, you know, her grandmother. She's been really having a hard time at night the last two nights. It's going to be okay. We're going to get, get there. One way or another. We're going to get to Cincinnati, all of us. Don't you worry. So they're also accepting money through a website. So that y'all can click on that. Um, apparently Donald Trump has a great relationship with the blacks. Ooh, they're not the blacks. <laughs> Did y'all know that? Ooh. Is that a quote? I do like I celebrity guess. The black is a quote. Uh, Donald Trump said today that he is troubled by President Obama's high standing among African Americans, suggesting he probably wouldn't get support from black voters that he believes he deserves. The same man that kicked black people out of his apartment homes so he can build high rises. Yes, but great I, relationship, sir. I respect that, though. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you, Donald Sterling, y'all both yeah, respect y'all him. I'm just saying, what the hell has he done for black people? Well, he says... He let Snoop Dogg roast him. I mean, what else? <laughs> I mean, really, he let somebody who didn't believe in wearing condoms Come on the TV show and talk shit about him. And don't support support everybody getting AIDS. Yeah. Uh, everybody knows Snoop is pro-AIDS. Now, it says, I have a great relationship with black with the blacks. Maybe, maybe he knows one black family and their last name is black. I'm assuming so. Like, I have a great relationship with the blacks. Yes, that's their name. The Mike Black. black. Oprah instead, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was on Oprah show. Really? Nah, since he started talking this shit, I guarantee he won't be back. He was on this last season. Show. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Not since he declared that president shit, cause she love Obama, and he be going hard. <laughs> um, I've always had a great relationship with the blacks. Uh, he said on Talk 1:30 a.m., which uh, I guarantee no black people listen to in Albany, New York. Trump is considering running for president in 2012. He was responding to, to the host Fred Dickers. Reference to really no laugh, Karen or Justin, um, Fred Dickers. Well, first of all, really, yo, it's too mature for Fred Dickers. <laughs> but Gay had y'all cracking up. <laughs> okay, I'll see. All right. Like every time I hear Rudy Gay, I'm like, ha 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 ha. All right. Every time. Every time. Reason, we we don't separate. I like Dicks. He does not. So I understand. Well, um. Fred Dickers' reference to recent polls showing Obama enjoys strong support from African Americans. 
The real estate mogul said the numbers were frightening. Frightening? Yeah, because 8 out of 10, and more than 8 out of 10 blacks support Obama. Uh, the piece, This piece in the New York Observer goes in more detail. I'm not going to click on that. Trump uh, has said that he will decide by June whether he will seek the presidential nomination for the GOP. Uh, so uh, the rest goes into how he's been, you know, talking about Obama's birth certificate and shit like that. Um, but yeah, man, Donald Trump, great it's, friend of the blacks. There's two things that can happen with the election, though. A Hill split that party, and you know, yeah. Obama could have went and had the opportunity to really get some of the things he's trying to pass passed. The other thing is, though, if Donald Trump wins, he will buy some other property. Like, we might end up taking over Great Britain. Possibly. Um, I'm, I'm hoping so. We could get far to South America. Like, I could see him really trying to expand. I really could, because we're going to be about their property. I hope so, man. Yeah, and we know if he don't mind kicking mind. black people out, he'll kick, he'll kick some Cubans and some uh, <laughs> some Latinos. You know, yeah. I mean, he I would definitely whole villages up. He would definitely take Canada. Like that's <laughs> our like that shit is ours now. Oh, Canada. <laughs> Trump would just roll up there. Like I heard y'all got oil. Well, the good pay of America. Canada wins, they'll be able to get anything they want on the internet. Now. Right, but but they'll lose their health care. Um. New York rats are out of control, says top U.S. politician. Oh. You'll just ride the subway to hear people's stories of New York rats. They're everywhere. Well, you do not hear this when people tell you, Roger, you need to move to New York. They never bring up the fact that there's rats everywhere. Why is that? It's cold. I'm not going out. I don't like the cold. Damn They're rats. like, you You would love it up here. I'm like, oh, for real? What's it like? Oh, man, there's pizza everywhere. Money falls from the sky. <laughs> the rats do will walk up to you like, like straight cats will. Yeah, oh, people. I, I don't you just never hear that story though. When you people feed them bitches or something? No, there's just so much food just laying around. Oh. It. Just see, it says that everywhere you'll see six of them just waiting for the train. <laughs> rats, wow. rats wait for the train. They got they, tickets and everything. They hang out. They on the platform. They really will walk up to you. Oh. They trying to get back home. It's literal hood rats. <laughs> <laughs> well, they say hey, you can be in Manhattan too. Wow. They say the streets are filled with cheese in America. And that's that's what they must I guess y'all don't remember American Tales. The rats must be white. Rats. <laughs> These rats must be white. Rats. <laughs> These rats look kind of black to me. These don't even look like... Because they, they want all the cheese. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they love cheese. These rats don't even look like... Like the picture for these rats are the most docile tame rats. <laughs> no, they're all healthy. Yeah, they don't look like they've been on food no, and shit, man. They don't look like they've been on no damn subway. They like oh. the, the extras from Ben. They're like to <laughs> Yeah, they do, don't they? <laughs> it's absolutely out of control. Says Scott Stringer, Manhattan's borough president. They bring disease and they keep people away from this city. To see how serious things really are, Newsbeat spent a day with Sam Soto, a pest controller who works all over the city. Um. Sam picks up traps, poisons, and deterrents, tools of the trade. I can't do a proper rat job without these tools. I, I can't believe Damn. you said the rats keep people away from the city. No, it's the high crime. <laughs> 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 and it's Mr. Bass New York's crime rate is not that high. It's, it's falling low. somewhat. Well, it's pretty low. I mean, just since the they quantity got it because they're so fucking huge. But yeah. If you're looking at like per capita, capita. this mm-hmm. is actually pretty low. Um, for, for Shut up, Will, with your statistics. Yo. I'm just saying. I'm getting smart on the show. <laughs> yeah, well, you forgot. Well, what Will did mention is they don't count rat crimes in the per capita. So if you count the, you throw the rats in there with the crimes that they commit, it's pretty high. You think they be holding people up with guns? Hell yeah. Like, they can run no shit. I'm just wanting to know, where the fuck is Peter on this? I mean, is rats getting killed left and right? I don't hear Peter nowhere. 
Yeah. They too need to vote. The rats want to quit the dude off the train, and then the Superman jumped down and saved him. Yeah, that's what happened. A lot of people don't know. Uh, from there, it's a short drive to a to a cellar beneath the giant apartment complex in the Bronx. They're experiencing a major infestation, says Sam. It just sort of exploded overnight. Within minutes of our arrival, a small rat darts out of a pile of bins and disappears into the wall. We also meet David, who works for the building as a porter. How bad was it before we started? I'd come to work I come to work in the morning and there'd be three or four rats in each area down here. How many areas? About thirty-five. So thirty-five times three or four. Just the over a hundred over a hundred rats yeah. just chilling. Not even moving. Like I can't even imagine like if I saw a mouse in my house that the mouse would chill. But these <laughs> these are rats that are just like, what's up, man? You over to see Shirley again? Tell I say what's up, dog. Nigga, pay your pal bill. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Pal, yo, your cable out, dog. <laughs> we was trying to watch our stories and shit, man. Um, so he's talking about hundreds of rats. They call it a mega colony. They get food down there, water, and shelter. Kicking a pile of full bin liners, he says, these garbage bags are like a supermarket for them. This is like their favorite restaurant. Wow. Does he go down there by himself? Does he take back up? Oh. Like, if he slip and fall, it's over. Yes. <laughs> it's over for him. Uh, so, apparently, this dude, Christopher what's, Jackson. What's up with his hairline? How about that? <laughs> he, he got an ET forehead. That's terrible. LeBron, holler at me about these headbands, dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, apparently. That nigga look like a Klingon. <laughs> he's like Worf from, uh, yeah, from Star, Star Trek. Trek. <laughs> uh, accused killer Christopher Jackson told cops he stuffed a T-shirt inside his grandmother's mouth and secured it with a rubber ba- with rubber bands to suffocate her before getting high and wolfing down six waffles. This yeah. is before he got high. Yeah. This is before he before he got high. In a series of bizarre and conflicting statements, oh, he, he couldn't give a straight story, really. You couldn't get you couldn't get the guy who shaves his head <laughs> with a knife to, to give you a good a good story. Start the justice. <laughs> Jackson first claimed that Rosemary Little, sixty two, fell down the stairs, and <laughs> then tried to convince cops that he had her identity. She had her identity taken over by a twenty four year old woman. I didn't call for help because nobody would believe me, and they think that I'm responsible for mom's death. I guarantee you, he got it. Yes, yes, I'm disordered. His picture looks very disordered. Um, His yeah. hairline is disordered. No. Yeah. This shit worse it's than John like, Legend. Seriously. Like yeah, John Legend's hairline looked at this picture and like, damn. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, so, Not LeBron, though. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't call because nobody. All right. Jackson, who was 26, was held without bail. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Little, Little's body was found wrapped in a blanket in a basement storage space <laughs> at her Jamaica Queens home. Uh, he was held without bail on charges of second degree murder and tampering with evidence following an arraignment. This is a sad case in which a vibrant woman's life was take, allegedly taken far too soon by a young man who's in the process ended up throwing away the rest of his own life. So, why do you even have to say allegedly? Look at his haircut. He did that shit. Like, can you be tried, found guilty for having a fucked up haircut? Because no, I would man. convict this nigga. It's really hard to pay attention to what you were saying looking at that damn hairline. <laughs> it's distracting. His hairline is <laughs> Prosecutors say that around 8 a.m. Monday, Jackson got onto a heated into a heated argument over his pot smoking with, his, with the church-going woman who'd raised him after his mother died while he was still a youngster. 
He stuffed the t-shirt into her mouth and held it down with rubber bands. Rubber band man. Loud as a Taliban. Damn. Uh, used to keep kitchen cabinets closed. <laughs> what the hell? Why you got <laughs> kitchen cabinets closed? <laughs> keep them rats out, dog. Keep them rats out. Her wrists were bound with duct tape he found in the closet. Uh, he thought about this shit. Yeah, he did. Man, she was a really bit on him about smoking his weed. <laughs> about getting the job. She was, about to, she was probably about to kick his ass yeah, out. Yeah, probably. Like this, and this nigga killed her, smoked weed, and ate some waffles. <laughs> I mean, weed does make you hungry. Gorge the waffles down. Gorge down six waffles. Yeah, it's a wolfing down <laughs> Yeah, the munchies. I guarantee you when he described what happened, he moved his hands up to his mouth real fast. Yeah, it's like I wolfed down them waffles. <laughs> real then, animated, like that real that New York animation. He said, uh, I did this to her because of the identities. I put a white t-shirt in her mouth to keep her quiet after she fell down the stairs. I got the scratches on my head when I was cleaning the house. <laughs> <laughs> is that what happened to his hairline? He said the identities? The identities. Yes, he is completely nuts. This nigga is crazy. <laughs> All right, last story of the day. Um, the the Huffington Post, uh, which uh, bought like AOL or whatever, uh, and fired all the people from Black Voices. Fuck them. But uh, AOL, basically, they're getting sued because what they do is they like post articles and shit from other people's sites and they don't pay nobody shit. So they just put your shit on their site. A blogger and a union activist has filed a lawsuit against AOL and the Huffington Post for not paying freelance bloggers. The suit claims the company unfairly pocketed more than $100 million from its unpaid bloggers when AOL Inc. bought the influential news website in February according to a lawsuit filed Tuesday. The suit filed in Manhattan Federal Court comes two months after Ariana Huffington, co-founder of the website, sold it to AOL for $315 million. Good God. Of that price, at least $105 million was the estimated value of the website's unpaid writings, which should now be given to the bloggers, the lawsuit says. So basically, they're saying, we gave our work to, or, to AOL, or AOL paid them, or whatever. But then, when you bought the shit, and you bought their work, then you should pay us for to put it on your site now. You don't. There's no longer where we want it. I guess. Um, it says here the the Huffington Post is nothing without the bloggers who create the content. Said Jonathan Tassini, a one-time Huffington Post blogger who filed the suit. The lawsuit seeks class action status on behalf of more than 9,000 writers and other content providers and asks for at least 105 million dollars in damages. Part opinion and part news. The left of center website has to some extent relied on free contributions by celebrity politicians and experts to drive traffic, turning into a major online force since it started in 2005. A spokesman for the website said he has not reviewed the lawsuit but called the allegations completely baseless. What? Yeah, now see the thing is, a lot of these bloggers submit their work to the these websites for free and hope that it'll drive traffic to them, help them become more high profile. You know, I've heard writers promote their stuff being on the Huffington Post and stuff, um, but what they're really saying is just like, go check it out because I just want people to read it. You know, it's, I'll get more hits on my own website. People might click the link back to my blog or whatever, follow me on Twitter, things like that. So 
I feel like they do give it away free though. Yeah. And if, they, if you intended to give it away free, even if they bought the company for this massive amount, okay. Why do you Why do you think you're gonna be able to cash in now? Why didn't y'all sue AOL? That's well, just the way I look at it is, if you were giving your way, if you gave your work away for free, then it's no longer yours. It's their property, and they can do with it what they want. It's yeah. not like you have to go back and pay retroactively. Uh, our bloggers utilize our platform to connect and ensure that their ideas and views are seen by as many people as possible, says spokesman Mario Ruiz. It's the same reason hundreds of people go on TV shows to broadcast their views to a wide, to as wide an audience as possible. Now, I think he kind of fucked up there, because it's not the same as going on TV to broadcast your views, because typically those spots are paid. Like... If you, like, people pay for certain interviews and shit like that. Now, to some extent, I do get this point because there's sometimes people just like, I want to get the word out. I just want to be on Bill Maher's show. But those people aren't writers. Like, it's not like those people are there to be like, so I just want to give content to your show. Don't pay me. It's like, it's different than doing an interview on Fox to get awareness about your writing. It's different than that. What they're really saying is, it would be like me writing a segment of Bill Maher's show and him just taking it and playing it like it's his own and just being like, oh, bro, I wrote that. And not paying. That's the, that's the difference. It's a subtle difference, but it's not the same as just going on TV. Is there any way to prove that they were uh, under any type of a contract that they owe these people this money? Or they just like, look, y'all just got bought, we want some of that money. Yeah, I, I do wonder that. Because the other thing I wonder, too, is, like, what do you sign when you submit a piece That's true. to the Huffington Post? Because almost all these internet things have forms that you click, I agree, yes, and then yeah. it's fucking 37 pages of, you have no right to your shit anymore. I wonder how many people just signed away their rights and they have no idea. And they're just suing, yeah. hoping that some judge will take pity on them, but, but the suit might be baseless. I guarantee you some lawyer went through that and was like, listen. Right. Oh, I think there's probably to some extent I'm not saying that they know there's a loophole, but one, you ever hoping they probably settle out of court. Well, just for not to have a negative publicity and, and whatnot. The other thing though is like, um, are they gonna you like are people gonna stop submitting shit to the up in the post? Cause doesn't that defeat the point if your name is on this litigation and you still turn around and give away shit for free the entire time? Like, do you really mean it or do you just want to grab some cash? Unless they get millions, like each person gets some millions, they also wish they were their name. They won't. They it's, won't. Yeah. It's your work. Like nobody else will accept their work. Even now. if they I'll win, man. Even if they win, the lawyer's gonna get the vast majority. And then what is right. it? Nine thousand. Nine thousand. Yeah. So you're gonna get about thirty-five dollars in the handshake. Yeah. But to me. I'm, I'm sure when you're talking about multi-million dollar companies, it was sold for what, 315 Yeah. Man, they're, they're not going to get to that level by having some old half-ass done legal contract. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and not just that, but a lot of times lawyers feel like, well, we can take it to trial. Like, people think throwing a lawsuit on somebody is a big deal. It's yeah. really not. You can throw a lawsuit on anybody. Yeah. You know, it's not like, it can still go to court and get thrown out immediately. It's just... You know, you're just basically hoping negative publicity because people have been trying to draw attention to the fact that Huffington Post don't pay people for years. And this is actually the first mainstream article I've seen where it's like, hey, y'all don't pay y'all writers. So maybe they're trying to embarrass them, but I, 
I bet you nothing comes of this. Like, I, I bet you nobody gets a dime. Just because whatever you sign probably says some shit. That's just how it goes, man. It's just the same way with American Idol. Same way. Probably the fucking Yahoo Internet you signed up for. Probably Facebook. Probably got shit where it's like, we can give your address away. We don't give a fuck. And everybody signed up for it. Everybody got their shit all up with the house. Yep. I made mean, mine, but I ain't stupid if you do that. I'm sorry. Uh, it says, uh, the lawsuit names the Huffington Post co-founders Ariana Huffington and Kenneth Lehrer. As defendants, it also called for the website to release detailed information on the internet traffic to to and from the blogs. Uh, professor at New York's Columbia Law School said that he thought the lawsuit would likely be dismissed by a judge as the blogger's decision to contribute to the website was a rational one, and that the internet site was within the rights to profit from the free content. Yeah, so what, the main thing I do want to see from this, though, and maybe we need to get somebody who is a blogger or a writer uh, on the show... But how do you submit stuff to the other post? Because I would need to know more about the details of that. Because yeah. as long as they're not just going to your blog, copying and pasting and putting this shit on their site, what can you say? It's free content that you gave them. You didn't expect to get paid when you gave it to them. Just because they got bought by another company doesn't mean you can say a third of that is mine. If it's on your blog, it's on the internet. It's for everybody to link it anyway. And they give credit to say, I got it from such and such, such and such. Yeah. Well, this has been another episode of the Blackout Tips Podcast. Of course, uh, we had Justin and Will here. Um, uh, don't forget to go to the website, theblackouttips.com. Look for the donate button. Hook us up. It's on the right side. Uh, we appreciate everybody that donates and keeps the show going. Um, don't forget that our sponsor, Shadow Dog Productions, is having a contest. And you can email them, Shadow Dog, uh, shadowdog.productions at gmail.com. And you can uh, basically submit a name for the parody that they're doing of our podcast uh, with the worst podcast guest possible. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Also, don't forget, you can call the show 704-557-0186 for our feedback episodes. Uh, Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodham is Prime. I'm Say That Again. That is in D-A-T. And I'm Mr. Montgomery, Mr. Underscore Montgomery. And I'm Mr. Montgomery, Mr. Underscore I mean, no, I'm Ryan Wolverine. I'm sorry. You just want to be me. I'm you, sorry. You I'm in sorry. character already? I'm already. <laughs> well, until next time, I love you. You too, baby. Mwah. I drink a letter, ain't no one better And when I'm on the microphone, you best to wear your sweater Cause I'm cooler than the polar bear's toenails Oh hell, there he go again, talking that shit Bend corners like I was a curve, I struck a nerve And now you about to see the southern player serve I heard it's not where you from, but where you pay rent Then I heard it's not what you make, but how much you spend You got me bent like elbows, amongst other things, but I'm not worried Cause when we set up in the party, like I'm out you slurry So go get your fucking shine box, and your sack of nickels It tickles, to see you try to be like Mr. Pickles Daddy fat Sex, B-I-G-B-O-I is that same motherfucker that took them knuckles to your eye And I try to warn you not to test, but you don't listen Giving a shout out to my uncle Donnell, locked yeah. up in prison I'll throw your hands in the air And wave them like you just don't care And if you like fish and grits and all that pimp shit Everybody let me hear you say, oh yeah, yeah Now throw your hands in the air And wave them like you just don't care 
and if you like fish and grits and all that pimp shit, everybody let me he can say, oh yeah, girl. Now, my oral illustration be like clitoral stimulation to the female gender. Ain't nothing better, let me know when it's wet enough to enter. If not, I wait because the future of the world depends on if or if not the child we raise gon' have that nigga syndrome. I will it know to beat the arts regardless of its skin tone. I will it feel that if in tune it just might get picked on. I will it give a fuck about what others say and get gone. The alienators, cause we different, keep your hand to the sky. Like sounds of blackness when I practice what I preach and don't lie. I be the baker and the maker of the piece of my pie. Now break a break a tenfold, can I get some reply? Now everybody say, Hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. And if you like fish and grits and all that pimp shit, everybody let me hear you say, Oh, yeah, yer. Now hold your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. And if you like fish and grits and all that pimp shit, everybody let me hear you say, Oh, yeah, yer. Day I sit while my nigga be in school Thinking about the second album at the dungeon Shooting pool like ES to the PN Cause we just to the BN to zone Honey, I'm home, but I'm not married Carried a lot of problems around being frustrated And now I'm sitting at the end of the month I just made it like you made the B team And like your daddy's wife, you made it off You heard the AT alien, so back the hell up off Softly as if I play piano in the dark Found a way 